say good morning adam j first one here even though kale's calling him out i still got to give it to adam j uh he said did gruden just get canceled if you hear about a massacre today i could be the suspect oh yeah i'm claiming first today you retarded fags adam j says you're a little early at least according to my mixer uh before midnight so i'll be taking the w big news mcrib is slated to return nationwide november 1st oh i know i i announced that last week told that last week kale that's okay Straight Fire says, Adam J, my IQ test shows I'm just above retard, so I resent that. Good morning, ass. Douglas says, the worst part of Gruden not coaching the Raiders is that he didn't get fired for not coaching the team to the playoffs in the last three years. Shit, my nephew is dumb as fuck, and he posts dumb shit all the time, and I told him the shit will come back to haunt him. Private emails get leaked. Shit, the conversation I have through Messenger make me glad I will never be famous. On that note, happy Taco Tuesday, my people. Braddy Kid, good morning to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Douglas, you as well. Uh, Christopher says, sucks for you Raider fans, but it, if it's any consolation, Roger Goodell is a faggot. 
Uh, Hangtown Gents is a happy ass, uh, morning ass family. You rise. Good morning. Kale says, Douglas, don't worry. Used uh, fired Clay Hilton. USC fired Clay Hilton, too, though that was deserved because he sucks. That is very true. Christopher says, morning ass family. Woo! Uh, Douglas says, I like that Richard Sherman committed domestic violence this past summer. He's playing for the Bucks. Words are so much worse than real violence, aren't they, though? Triple T, uh, good morning, family of ass. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Christopher, great review. We'll get to the review here. I'll start with the review here in a second, Christopher. Triple T was the one who alerted me to the Gruden firing last night. Alicia, good morning. In front says good morning as well. Good morning to all the ass family members out there. There is a movie review up at uh, the social media this morning and Facebook, uh, the new 007 movie. That Christopher did not like. And and by the way, he, he he puts it all out there. Let me tell you, no gadgets? I remember I heard there wasn't going to be really a Bond girl in this movie. But no gadgets? What the fuck? That's not a Bond movie. Uh, good morning, Arnie. Calling it now. Gruden is the next coach at USC, Zach. Zach, you are, uh, if you could be more wrong, you you couldn't be more wrong. I mean... John Gruden will never be a part of football again. I want you to know how big this firing is. I have never seen a witch hunt like this. The first email they found was about DeMar Smith, the head of the Players Association, and his Michelin-sized lips. DeMar Smith does have some big-ass lips. Is there a Bond dude interest? I mean, it is 2021. That would make me not really want to see it anymore. Um, John Gruden, quote-unquote, yes, yes, Douglas, he resigned. I, I want to know what the buyout's going to be, what the payout's going to be, because he had, what, seven years left on his, on his contract? So he possibly had $70 million left on his contract. Are they paying him the full 70 because he'll never be an analyst again. He'll never sniff coaching ever again. I'm sure that he could work with quarterbacks and do his camps, but I think that's even going to be frowned upon. Because I have never seen a witch hunt like this for an NFL coach before. They dug through so many emails. And by the way, this is all a part of an investigation going on into the Washington Redskins. Or, I'm sorry, Washington football team. Good morning, Brett. How are you, my friend? These were emails, private emails that he sent. Most of them. Oh, I shouldn't say most. A lot. Well, a, a lot of them. I, I would say a majority of them. He wasn't working in the NFL at the time. He was working at ESPN at the time, and that's why you're going to see ESPN shit all over him. These are emails he was sending to the president of the Washington football team. By the way, his brother was the head coach of that team, Jay Gruden. Douglas says this is just so hypocritical as the NFL is having a bunch of rappers that have much more offensive lyrics in their songs. Douglas, it's not about that. Look, look, look. They, they needed a victim. They, they, needed, they needed somebody. They needed an offering to the gods 
of cancel culture. And John Gruden was it. I, the, to, this is sickening. This is truly sickening. So they didn't fire him for things he said 10 years ago. Well, let's find stuff that he said five years ago instead. He called Joe Biden a weak pussy. Is he wrong? Uh, let, let, uh, Joe, are you a weak pussy? I promise you. The president has a big stick. Well, okay, so yes, you are a weak pussy. They needed a white victim, yes. Douglas, I'm right there with you. I would like to know who investigated this, and I would like to see their emails. And I'll go back, I don't know, 15 years. And all you got to do is say one bad thing in those 15 years, and I'm going to go ahead and cancel you. What are we doing? What are we doing, society? Every player who was talked to that that played for John Gruden with the Raiders said, he never treated me. The players, the Raiders have an openly gay player on their team. And he said, John Gruden never made me feel any way except as a Raider. Huh? Huh? But we're going to take him out for things he said in emails. Things he said. This is, once again, going back to that old nursery rhyme we learned as kids. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will get me canceled. Brett says we're, we're inching closer to a breaking point. I, I, I keep saying that, but they keep pushing it. Good morning, Ogre. What's up, my friend? Mark Davis and his shit chili bowl haircut had no other reason to come to practice yesterday and sit down with John Gruden and say he resigns. Of course he had to do that. Which, by the way, I got to say something. I've lost all respect for Mark Davis. Do you think his daddy would have put up with this? You don't think that 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 the great boom, pow, boom, boom, John Madden used those same kind of words? They didn't have email back then, but you don't think John Madden said those things? Yet, we're going to go ahead and just say, uh, okay, Mr. Gruden, you're gone. You can never be a part of football again, which he never will be. You won't see him working for ESPN. You won't see him. I, I, I disagree with Zach completely that USC is not going to touch him. They, they, are, they are not going to. USC? Shit. That's a liberal as shit college. They ain't going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Knowing how stupid Mark Davis is, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a plot to try to get Nick Saban or Urban Meyer as if they touched the Raiders with a 10-foot penis. <laughs> Urban Meyer would. By the way, why has Urban Meyer still got a job? Motherfucker's out groping a fucking a, a, a young woman while his wife is back home with the grandkids. But he's safe and secure. John Gruden wrote words. Douglas, was it you that brought it up earlier? Richard Sherman 
fucking crashed a car while he was hammered, even though they can't prove he was driving, so he can't get the DUI, showed up at his wife's family's house and threatened all kinds of stuff. He's getting paid millions of dollars to play in the NFL. Interesting, huh? I guess you can beat the shit out of a woman and still play in the NFL now. I guess they're going to say that's okay. I mean, we did let it. We, we, we've made it okay for you to be able to abuse and murder dogs, go to prison for it, and then welcome back and get a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. But John Gruden typed some mean words out. By the way, I was talking about Michael Vick there. Murdered fucking dogs. But but Joe Biden called someone a fag. I, I, I'm glad the league has gotten rid of people like John Gruden and him. But the dog murderer is still on a pregame show. Douglas says the NFL is going so woke that I'm not sure how much longer it will actually be entertaining anymore. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Vic now works for Fox, yeah. Lake Tahoe Joe, what's up, buddy? John Gruden says those things. And then I, I, I got an interesting email last night. And it was Tucker, it was, it was something that Tucker Carlson read. And, and I, everything Tucker Carlson says I have to take with a grain of salt because he is a, a broadcaster. And he is a slanted broadcaster, and I know that to be true. But this is what he was saying about, and, and by the way, I have the actual White House notes from this speech. Joe Biden, our president, Captain Sleepy Joe, was giving a speech last week in Illinois. First of all, he said that Mayor Lightfoot's doing a good job. That right there alone should get him fired from president. Uh, Judging by human behavior, this flap will blow over. The NFL will move on, and fans will no longer care, almost like a pattern. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're, You're totally right, Ogre. But the problem is that John, John Gruden's life is completely over. It's a man who lived for football, lived for watching tape. He's not going to be allowed back in the NFL anytime soon. Randy Moss was all crying. What a fucking bitch. Uh, Jason Whitlock came out and said he deserved an Academy Award. Here. edition of Tucker Carlson tonight. Yes, it's still Columbus Day on this show, and we're still live. We're employed, and we're happy enough to show up for work. Amen. Well, speaking of work, Joe Biden showed up at a construction site in Illinois last Thursday to explain what a terrific job he's been doing. Biden's poll numbers, you may have noticed, have declined recently, not just by a little bit, but by such a dramatic margin that some prominent Democrats are openly worried about it. The midterms are in a year. Yep. So the point of last week's appearance outside to Chicago was to remind all of us in the country that our perceptions of Biden's performance are silly and baseless. Actually, Joe Biden is a great president. 
He's totally aware of what's happening. He's completely on top of things. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's got your well-being at heart, not the narrow economic interests of some soulless multinational corporation that hates America and your family. No, you. Because Joe Biden's awesome. And to prove it, Biden talked at length about the COVID vaccine, his greatest achievement, he said. Now, strangely, Biden... By the way, by the way, his greatest achievement, I'd like to point out he was not the president when that was came out. But I digress. Continue. A lot about the vaccine itself. He did note that if you get the shot... You cannot spread COVID to other people. And if there were doctors in the audience, they might have been confused because that is ridiculously and provably untrue. Of course, the vaccinated can spread COVID, and they do. But Biden didn't pause and dwell on the science, such as it is. Instead, Biden spent virtually his entire speech attacking any American who hasn't yet gotten the shot. Now, you've heard him say that a lot, but it's worth taking a closer look at what Joe Biden said last week outside Chicago. Go look it up for yourself. It's on the C-SPAN website. It's also on the White House As website. As you watch it, ask yourself, has any president in our history ever talked about millions of American citizens like this? This is the way presidents talk about foreign enemies or dictators talk about enemies in their midst. It's not the way American presidents talk or ever have, ever, for any reason, under any circumstances. We can't think of a single example, even during the Civil War. And yet, according to Joe Biden... Unvaccinated Americans Triple are T, the can root hear me of now? this country's problems. They're destroying our economy. They are killing our people. The unvaccinated, Biden said, are solely responsible for the outbreak of the Delta variant of COVID. Now, I have the actual remarks uh, from the White House's website. I can't find the entire speech, but let, let's see. The, uh, he says, the fact is this pandemic has been uh, of the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. The unvaccinated overcrowded our hospitals, overrunning emergency rooms, intensive care units. The unvaccinated patients are, are leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or in need of a cancer operation. So much more because they can't get into the ICU. They can't get into operating rooms. The unvaccinated also put our economy at risk because people are reluctant to go out. And think about this. Even in places where there is no restrictions on going to restaurants and gyms and movie theaters, people are not going in anywhere near the numbers because they're worried that they're going to get sick. I've tried everything in my power to get people vaccinated. First thing I did when I swore into office, I bought enough vaccines right off the bat. Second, we made everyone eligible to get the vaccination. Third, we gave everyone ample time. But even after those efforts, we still have more than a quarter of people in the U.S. who are eligible for vaccination and didn't get the shot. It's amazing. And look, look, I appreciate what Tucker Carlson does. I, I, this is why I had to go out and find the actual website and the, the find out what he actually said. And it is maddening. Yeah, I, I mean, on, 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 this has become so ridiculous that he's blaming the unvaccinated for everything. By the way, nowhere in there did I read they said if you get the vaccination, you can't give it. I do believe he believes that because he's a crotchety old man. I don't understand anymore what what the fuck is going on. 
I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I've given up trying to understand. And, and the reason why I've tried to, I, I've given up is because nobody is being truthful at all. I know that for a fact, if you ha- are vaccinated, you can still give and get the COVID va- uh, sickness, virus, whatever the fuck it is. We've known this for a while. We know that it's not the unvaccinated people that are clogging up the ERs. It's the fact that ERs are firing doctors and nurses left and right, and they don't have an ample staff to take care of these people. This lie that Southwest Airlines keeps talking about. Oh, these weather delays and and, and all this shit. It's not a weather delay. I actually do know someone right now who is stuck in Cabo San Lucas. Great place to be stuck, but hey, they got to get home and get to work. But they can't. Why? Because pilots are walking out on the job. Pilots, the pilots that fly, the people that fly the airlines, 80% are former military pilots. And they're saying, no, we don't want to get the jab. You can't force us to get the jab. They're not giving us any, they're saying get the jab or get fired. Now, look, 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 look. Hey, if that's the company and, and, and Governor Wheels just came out and said Texas businesses cannot force people to get the mandate, so we're going to see this in court. Southwest Airlines is based in Texas. So if a company wants to do that, it's their prerogative to do it. I'm not saying they can't do it. That's what makes America, America. But don't lie to us and say, oh, it's weather. Really, it's weather, yet United and Delta are all flying into Florida just fine. That's weird. That, that, that's weird that thousands of Delta flights weren't canceled and thousands of American flights weren't canceled. Spirit Airline, hell, they'll fly that thing if it's on fire. But they weren't canceled. I say kudos to those pilots and those those flight attendants who walked out. Because and and I'm telling you right now, this is the this is the thing. Those people are doing the hard work because they're going to lose their jobs. Sure, they'll probably get another job. I don't know if they'll be with Southwest ever again, but they're doing the hard things. They're saying no, and we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. Pretty interesting, isn't it? By the way, uh, China, since we're talking about COVID, China has denied the World Health Organization access to hundreds of bat caves, also known as wildlife breeding farms, as part of the COVID vaccination or investigation. The World Health Organization, as crooked as they are, they say that these animals could play, could hold a key to how COVID-19 outbreak actually did start. But of course, of course, once again, we're being told, no, the Chinese government is going to allow that to happen because, well, they don't want to show it. They don't want to show it. You know what? Maybe, just maybe, just maybe. How about this? Maybe they'll show how crooked America is. 
and the people that are in America who wanted this to go through. Maybe it'll point some fingers. I've told you from the get-go that we're never going to know the origins of this. This is our generation's JFK, and it truly is. Um, the reason we say that is your plane delayed or canceled due to weather or acts of God, they aren't on the hook uh, to house you or get you. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, they're not going to lose money. Because so many of them being former military, they're doing what so many of us healthcare workers are doing. It sucks and it's scary, but necessary to preserve any form of freedom. I agree. Protecting us from all enemies, foreign and domestic. How about this? New York Times publishes false report. They say that there have been 900,000 children who have been hospitalized with coronavirus. Not true. The actual number is 63,000. Now, that's a lot of kids, yeah. But it ain't that close to a million. And they're being a lot. I'm glad somebody called them out on it. 900,000 children have been hospitalized due to coronavirus. I recently called out a guy on TikTok. And and I usually don't do that. I I, I really don't. But it was someone who was trying. It might have been an ass family member that called this. And this guy is super liberal. Every once in a while, he says stuff, and I kind of go, oh, okay, he, he gets it. He, he wants to do what's best for America. But then he, he did this. He started fucking with numbers. And somebody, somebody obviously an ass family member, wrote this to him. Look, 650,000 deaths in a country of 330 million isn't that bad. He goes, well, okay, let's, let's do it this way then. Instead of sickness, let's say that was 650,000. In a war. Hmm. And I said, okay. Tag me in. <laughs> so I go in there. The population of the United States of America. So we're at 650,000. Call 700,000. 700,000 people out of 330 million. That's a lot of people, right? Okay. Um, World War II. The populate and he he equated it to a war, so I was just following suit. He has not responded to my my comment, and I'm betting he won't. I said, "So what you're saying is we should have then surrendered in World War II, because the population of America in World War II was 133 million people. We had 200 million people less than we do now." 133 million people. Do you know the number of casualties in World War II? I do. I had to look it up, but I know it. It's about 450,000. So so we have a third of the population back then, yet two-thirds of the number of people that have died now. Why didn't we, why, we, we I guess we should have just fucking said, nope, our bad. And the reason why we didn't, is because, you see, we used to have something in this country. And I see it a lot in the ass family, especially with the actions of some ass family members that I talk to off the air about things that they have to do in their life. We used to have this thing in this country called courage. 
and the backbone and the spine. And we would say, this is a cold. This war has to be fought because if we don't fight it, the world will be a place that nobody wants to live because Jews are being eviscerated. But we don't have that anymore. The pilots that walked out and canceled that, I say bravo to them. You know why? Because they have a backbone. Mark Davis has no backbone. See, I'm tying this all back together. All these people want to come out and say, oh, these bad things, we got to cancel these people. Why? Why do you got to cancel these people? Who did John Gruden hurt? Did he hurt DeMarcus Smith's feelings? Jason Whitlock, a black sports writer, very conservative, came out and said, as black men, you're telling us that we are so weak that we get upset that somebody says we have big lips? We're so soft that we're going to cry on TV like Randy Moss did? Next person that calls me fat in a post or whatever, I want to see them canceled. How dare you? And this isn't about Trump having a backbone. This, isn't, this has nothing to do with right or left. This has to do with America in general. We, the people, need to gird up our loins, put our big girl or big boy pants on, and say, enough is enough. Somebody wants to say bad things about me, so be it. I'm going to move on. I don't care. There's other shit that's more important than that. Good morning, Derek. How are you, my friend? Uh, I just giggled, Arnie. I recently called out a guy on TikTok. You know that's chuckworthy, like a really motherfucker. Don't make me call you out on TikTok. <laughs> Don't make me school you on Duck Duck Goose, bitch. It, it, but it's, it's gotten that. It, 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 we are there. We are there as a society. And, and the reason why I had to call him out there is because that's where people get their news. They see a guy like that and go, well, he's old and he's got glasses on, so he must be pretty smart. Well, he knows exactly what he's talking about. No, he doesn't. That's the thing. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. But I'll go and do the research and I'll find out. By the way, Joe Biden is on what they call shaky ground with the Democrats. His poll numbers are bad. Uh, I guess they built this fake studio because it's easier for him to see the teleprompter in there. His eyes are going. Joe Biden is not in good shape. Joe Biden is a, a, an old man that is fucking... The office, not many people realize how hard it is to be the president of the United States. Look at how much Barack Obama aged in eight years. He aged a lot more than eight years while he was in office for eight years. 
gray hair, beat down looking. Same with W. And when you've already got an old, decrepit man like Joe Biden, and it ages him even more, he's in bad shape, people. This guy, and, 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 and by the way, if you are a Democrat, and you're welcome to be on this show, you're, you have a place here, you have a seat at our table, we can have discussions. You've got to be nervous about the midterms, though. And you're nervous about the midterms because this guy. And what's going to happen is this. By the way, we have listener mail today, too. Lots and lots and lots of listener mail today. The midterms are going to happen. A lot of things are going to start to change. And a lot of people are going to go, whoo, all right, good, it's changing. But this is that thing that I've warned you about for years and years and years. Brett says, now two election workers in Georgia have been fired for shredding voter forms. There's nothing they can do about that. The whole voter, I, I, I'm, I've gotten to a point now where, and I appreciate it, Brett, that you sent me that story as well. There's nothing they can do about the election. Just nothing at all they can do. We have to wait until 2022. So the world's going to be fucked for another year. Just warning everybody. You got one more year of this. He hasn't even been office a year yet. You got one more year of this. Who thought it would happen this fast? We're even more at each other's throats now today than we were on election day. Joe Biden was going to be the, 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 the great leader that brings us together. Everything he's done has ripped us further and further apart. Funny thing is, one of these things Democrats said about John McCain is that he was old. This guy is just as old. If he makes it through a full term, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> a seat at the kitty table. What are the chances Joe dies in office? 70%. I don't think I, I think he's gonna resign before that happens. Honestly. I think he either resigns. Look, I think deals are going around right now, and they're still working these deals out because his son just made $500,000 on some shitty paintings, and nothing is being said because the Democrats are holding that back. Democrats are going to tell Joe, look, either you resign, we're going we're to be nice to you, Joe, because you, you've towed the company line for the last 50 years. We're going to let you resign, and we're going to hide all this stuff about Hunter. Or we're going to 25th Amendment your ass. We're going to boot you out, and all of a sudden, all this stuff on your son is going to be leaked. All the crack pipe photos, all the wheeling and dealing that he did while you were a vice president, which is highly illegal. And he's still getting more assurances. But then, I want you to think about this. Oh, boy. 
As soon as he leaves office, we have President Kamala, the Indian giant, Harris, who has been caught. The YouTube original series entitled Get Curious with Vice President Harris. Now, that's just fucking wrong to call it that. You know, former mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, is, oh, I got, I got curious with her. See if I can put it in her butthole. The, the series is not pornographic, even though it could be. It's aimed at getting kids interested in space. And include an appearance by a NASA astronaut, Shane Kimbrough, from the International Space Station. The first installment that was released had kids that were there, and and they were asking questions. In one scene, Harris tells the children that they're going to learn so much, adding that they will literally see craters on the moon with their own eyes. With their own eyes! The kids are excited. But there is a problem, and they have found this out. Those were not just any regular kids. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, we have video of the. Oh, oh, we have part of the. the, Oh, God. YouTube originals. Hi, I am NASA astronaut Shane Kimbrough aboard the International Space Station with a challenge. This year during World Space Week, I challenge you to go outside and look at the moon. Go to your local observatory or look up with your own eyes, or maybe even make your own telescope. I am calling on my team to get curious and figure out how to do it. Do you want to join the team? Yeah. Don't worry. You'll have help from me and a couple other important people. Whoa. Away. Kamala Let's Harris? Do it. Get curious. Step one, meet the rest of the team. Okay, I just want to point out, um, all those act, all those kids in that. They're they're actors. They're all actors. Child actor Derek Brooks II, Emily Kim Zongle Tapo, and Sydney Smoke rounded out the cast for the show, which was filmed in August. Uh, uh, the California teen who was one of five child actors video says, uh, after that, like a week later, my agent called me. He's like, hey, Trevor, you booked it. She's using children actors to do this. By the way, that is what we call in in, in the real world propaganda. Joseph Goebbels could not be more proud. Uh, I I mean. (laughs) Oh, don't say the word challenge with space or NASA. Oh, my God, this is too funny that she used children, child actors to do this. Come on. 
This is nothing more than a Hollywood production. Oh, God. Come on. Really? Really? Oh. Oh, this is so sad. So sad. Uh, all right. Let's get some other stories here. You know, I was starting to feel good about America and this whole thing with Dave Chappelle and how the CEO of Netflix came out and said, no, we're going to give our, uh, because there was a showrunner, somebody who works for Netflix that goes in between shows and helps people and all this kind of production stuff, who is trans, who's come out and said, oh, this is terrible. He's inciting violence against trans people, which he's not. The CEO of Netflix says, no, we're not taking Dave Chappelle down. We let artists have their creativity. And, and I got to say kudos to that guy as, uh, as I'm shocked. Even this story, this story made me feel good about cancel culture. As Princeton lecture by geophysicist professor banned from MIT draws thousands MIT retracted Dr. Doreen Abbott's invitation for arguing academic evaluation should be based on merit, not race. I mean, right? I, I shouldn't get an A on my paper because I'm black. I should get an A on my paper because I wrote a good paper. But you see, that's racist. Remember, we had the teacher on last week. We, we, we played the video of the teacher who said, if you tell kids to behave in class, you're furthering white supremacy. Because other cultures, they just scream out and act like a bunch of wild Indians, I guess. Cancel culture has backfired in this, in the MIT story. They say, quote, I'm delighted to report that we've expanded the Zoom quota for Dr. Doran Abbott's Princeton lecture. Thousands of people have registered to watch this lecture. I'm glad to see stuff like that, but then the John Gruden story happens. I like to see that there's a fight back. And I do, I do want the pendulum to swing. But the problem is the pendulum will swing too far. Now, it'll take a while to swing too far. But it will swing too far. I don't know what happened. No, Gail, I'm not blessed. Speaking of Joseph Goebbels, he was a family member of the people who started a company in Europe that does vaccine passports. Wow, there's a shocker. Alicia says politicians are so fucking disgusting. Someone named their kid Trucker. I, I, don't, I don't remember what the kids' names were in that. Uh, wh when did it happen? Ask family. I, I, I really would like some help with it. And, and I'm being totally serious here. When did we go so far? as to start 
canceling people for words they said instead of actions. I, I, I it's it's amazing to watch all this happen. We allow politicians to flat out lie to us where kid actors actually have to try out for that role for Kamala Harris. V. Coop says when we created hate crimes, Kale says I blame Donald Trump. Okay. Thank you, Kale. We can blame everything on Donald Trump. But I'm being serious here. When we were kids growing up, we, we had games called Smear the Queer. I, I, I still haven't finished with the whole John Gruden thing. John Gruden, who was emailing his friend who worked for the Washington football team, said it was bad that the faggot Roger Goodell and what he's done to the NFL, he has pussified the NFL. So I understand why he used that word to describe Roger Goodell in a private email. But he referred to uh, Michael Sams, the first ever drafted gay player. Michael Sam, who played at the University of Missouri, who didn't get drafted until there were five picks left in the draft. Usually that's not very well uh, televised. Boy, they had the TV camera on. They had a special announcer come out. Big things. They were at his house waiting for him to, to get drafted. A lot of people said that that St. Louis was kind of like nudged into taking him. And he said in his emails that his friend Jeff Fisher, who at the time was the head coach of the St. Louis Rams, was forced to draft a queer. Now, I thought Q stood for queer in the LGBTQ. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's questioning. But originally it was queer. What did he say wrong? Is it because he's straight and he can't say it? Is this another word we can't say? Is this the, is this the gay form of the N-word? And if Jeff Fisher was forced to draft this player, why, why is the NFL forcing people to get drafted? Oh, that's right. Once again, going back to this MIT thing. Now you get to play in the NFL not based on your merit, your ability, but because of your sexuality. Hmm. Maybe it was when we started the hate crimes. Because I think all crimes have a, a, a tad bit of hate in there. If you're going to beat someone, if you're going to hurt someone on the street, This is not my country anymore. Affirmative action is systemic racism. Yeah, but they'll still they they still want affirmative action. To me, affirmative action is, is nothing more than bastardizing what Martin Luther King Jr. said. 
I've seen too many examples of how affirmative action, and I'm not talking about just black people. I'm talking about everybody who's, who, who's marginalized, as they would say. For example, someone who takes a test to become a firefighter, who has been a paramedic for 10 years, scores top scores, physically dominates, yet doesn't get the job, and a black female does, because she's a black female. Well, now, once again, who do you want rescuing you from a burning house? Do you want the black female, or the Asian female, or the Mexican female, or even the white female? who can't really drag a 150-pound body, and I'm like two or three of those out of a burning building, or do I want the white guy who can? Or the black guy who can? Job should be based on your merit. Not the color of your skin, not because of your plumbing, and definitely not because of your sexuality. But that's what affirmative action does. I personally think when we started calling that out is when we started to go too far and people said, no, 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 you have to keep those people in place. That girl wants to be a firefighter. Well, she can be a firefighter. Just don't be on my rescue squad. Go be an EMT. Go be a paramedic. You can't be a firefighter. If you can't drag a fucking burning... I can't do it. Do you know who I want rescuing me? I want Tommy to rescue me because I know that motherfucker could drag me out of a burning building. I'm, I'm sorry that he's white. I want Garo Brown from, from Live PD. If, there, if there's an assault going on and he's the cop that shows up, big six foot eight humongous black dude, I want him because I know he can handle his business. In 1986, I was passed over for a firefighter job in Las Vegas as they hired a full class of black females. Yes. And I was already a current professional firefighter in Vegas at the time. Yeah. Just for my own verification, totally serious. Isn't the word Faggot, equivalent of the N-word for gay men. I thought queer was not nice in terms of derogatory, but I did not think it was the F-word. Oh, it is. Any, any word that you use to describe someone that's gay that isn't just gay is the N-word. Yeah, I think it was the faggot comment he can't explain. Difference in fag and fag. I, I, I agree with that. I believe that there is a difference between when, when you put the got on the end of it. I, I, I can see that. I mean, in, in, in guy land and man world, if you will, we call each other fags all the time. By the way, it still happens. Psst. I'm going to let you in on some dirty secrets here. Yeah, sorry about this. And guys, you can deny it. You can deny it to whoever you want to deny it, but we all know the truth. When it's you and your pals, the fag word gets used. 
Guys talk bad around one another. They're going to say the things that John Gruden said in those emails. Maybe John Gruden was stupid because he put it all in written form. I don't know. But once again, this goes back to the whole Donald Trump grabbing women by the pussy when he's talking to Billy Bush on a bus, not in an interview, but it was caught on a live mic. Guys talk like that. Oh, I hate to burst your bubble. Guys have always talked like that. Locker room talk has always been. Uh, and by the way, by the way, <laughs> women do the same. And I would go to say that women actually talk probably even worse than men. These policies just create more racist. If you're a piece, uh, person of color, you learn to hate white people. And as a white person, it feels like the nation is against me. My opinion is less important because I don't know what it's like to be black. Like, it goes both fucking ways. Just because my ancestors were allegedly privileged doesn't mean I never struggled. Oh, Douglas, come on. Douglas, you're pissing in the wind right now. Of course you never struggled because you're white. How dare you say that you struggled at any time in your life while you were white? As you can tell, I'm using sarcasm there. People have struggled. Everybody struggles. Everybody. I don't know. I will never, ever say I can only imagine. I I can't even imagine what it's like to be a black man in the South in America. So I'm here to tell you, shit ain't changed. By the way, it ain't changed in the North either. But I do know what it is to be a white guy that rolls through a black neighborhood when he's not supposed to. It's awful fucking scary. Awful fucking scary. Well, it's because you did. I didn't do it. I accidentally drove through the wrong neighborhood. I I didn't keep these people held down. I did nothing to these people. Yet I've had bottles thrown at my cars. Never been shot at, knock on wood. All because I, I took a wrong turn. I didn't do anything. I'm not, I, I don't have Mr. Microphone going inward, inward, inward while I'm driving. Ah, good morning, Sores Dad. He says the analogy is that critical race theory we are teaching in schools, Douglas. Douglas, I understand why you feel this way, but imagine all the biracial kids growing up right now and how confused they are. I have to constantly talk to my kids about this bullshit. Yes, we're all confused at it. Douglas has, I know Douglas has a son. I don't, I, I wouldn't even know what to tell kids today, white kids today. I, I, I would tell them, this is what I would do. <laughs> Driving around with the microphone saying inward, inward would make for his funky prank on the next Jackass movie. <laughs> I would tell Arnie Jr., I would look at him, and how sad is this? You don't matter. Arnie Jr., you're going to get passed over for scholarships. You're going to get passed over to be captain of the football team. You're going to get passed over for all this stuff. Because, once again, it's not on your merits anymore. 
if you're a gay black man or a gay black young man and you play high school football, guess what? You are the captain. You are the star of that team, even though you might not be any good. And there might be three kids behind you, one black that's better than you. That kid's going to get the starting job. Why? Because he fills out the narrative. I talk about the narrative a lot on this show because, because once again, if it doesn't fit the narrative, it doesn't matter in this country. Here, if you want to be even further scared about that, let me show you this story right here. <laughs> never, Brett. Arnie Jr.'s never coming. Grace Smith is a young woman, a 16-year-old girl who lives in Wyoming. You'd think, oh, boy, there's a red state, Wyoming. A junior at Laramie High School who didn't follow the rules. Now, let me just say this right now. If the rules are in place, you can disagree with the rules all you want. But until you change them, you got to follow them. This girl refused to wear a mask on school grounds and was arrested for it, placed in handcuffs for trespassing after she was suspended for not following the school's mask mandate and refused to leave the school grounds. Now, first of all, let me just say this right now. In my humble opinion, the school rules are there. If you don't like the rules, then change them. But until they're changed, you have to follow them. That's, but, see, but see, once again, I play by the rules. Other groups don't have to do that. They get to change the rules whenever they want. This girl didn't follow the rules, and they arrested her. They arrest her for trespassing. The, the, the lead of this story was not really that fair and honest. Wyoming teacher arrested for refusing to wear a mask on school grounds. No, they arrested her because she was trespassing. She didn't want to wear a mask, so they suspended her. But she wanted to get an education. You see, no matter what, you got... This is why, once again, I tell you, people, we are one year away from the most important election of your lifetime. And then we'll be two years away from the next most important election of your lifetime. And when I say important, I don't mean because we have a new president being in place. This next election, the midterm election, is the most important because you have to vote on everything. From school board to whatever bills they're trying to put on the ballot. California, there will be a governor election. You can, I've seen so many videos, and and I'm tired of watching them now, these school board meetings. School board's in place, they're going to make the rules. You can go in there and you can talk till you're blue in the face. 
and they're not going to change their minds. They're not doing their job, but they are still the elected officials, so they're the ones in charge. It's frustrating. It's maddening. It'll piss you off. But this is why you have to go and vote. Good morning, Hot Mama. How are you? Exactly, Arnie. I used to be highly against adding on my ethnicity onto anything. But I've now told my kids it's okay because they have one of the they have the most Irish last name. My kids are homeschooled, but that doesn't mean they don't watch TV, YouTube, or TikTok. I've tried to limit the bullshit, but my asshole 11-year-old believes all of this woke bullshit. The others, not so much. The others have flat out asked why they should feel guilty because they weren't alive back then. Because you're raising them right. Aldous says, I agree that this new and evolving world is increasingly being more and more pussified. However, wouldn't cancel culture suggest uh, our aggression get fired? What, Gruden get fired? He resigned. He took it upon himself to out himself. He didn't want to be a distraction. It's a huge difference if someone resigned versus getting fired. I hate cancel culture as much as the next person, but I have a hard time calling Gruden's... uh, situation cancel culture i think gruden himself is pussified he should have come out and said look here i have said some dumb dumb names things that's not who i am today the past is part of me but not who i am now i can see gruden getting canceled or coerced resign or we call find a way to fire terminate you fuck cancel culture and fuck joe biden although they were saying let's go brandon don't be so gauche um if you truly believe that, that, that he resigned on his own fruition, come on, Aldo. Let, 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 let's be honest here. When he wasn't fired immediately after the Maurice Smith comments about his lips being as big as Michelin tires, and we had the Sunday football pundits come out and argue about it and talk about it, He wasn't fired. So then what happened next? They gather all this fucking other evidence. And by the way, it's all this evidence in a case against the Washington football team. It's not even a case against John Gruden. But they point out how he called Roger Goodell names, how he talked about Michael Sams, how he talked about others, and all this stuff. And then they dumped it out there. The Wall Street Journal. Why the fuck is the Wall Street Journal investigating the NFL? But they put all that shit out there. Mark Davis didn't have a choice. Mark Davis showed up at camp yesterday. They their day off. Joe Gruden, John Gruden resigned. And I think John Gruden resigned because he wanted to allow the Raiders to save face. He wanted to allow Mark Davis, who is a pussy, to save face from firing him because they know, he knows, and, and, and by the way, this is why John Gruden is going to get paid the rest of his $70 million, is because he allowed the Raiders to save face and not fire him and not, quote-unquote, give in to cancel culture. John Gruden did not resign on his own fruition. They sat there and they talked and they said, look, I need you to to step down. I need you to resign. You'll get paid your full salary. We'll just go our separate ways. 
This is a witch hunt because that's all it is. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> I hope Gruden gets a job with the Buccaneers and they win another Super Bowl. I, I hope John Gruden gets another job. That's the part that scares me the most is that he is so he's so toxic right now that nobody is gonna nobody is going to reach out to him, nobody's going to talk to him, and I think that is a crying shame. And these are the issues that we're talking about today. Instead of other things like this. Yesterday, Northern California had strong, strong winds, and guess what happened? That's right, your good friends over at PG&E started tearing off the power again. Now, they don't want to be blamed for any wildfires, so they're turning off the power when it gets windy. If it gets too hot, they turn off the fire, or they turn off the electricity. You're letting it happen. Uh, give it enough time, the goldfish-minded woke will forget. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I hope you're right, Alicia. I, I really do hope that they can be like, as Ted Lasso says, be a goldfish. In an act of bizarre turn of events, the Raiders go with another analyst for head coach, Booger McFarlane. <laughs> oh, God, that would be great if they did that. But, yes. Because you have a governor in California who has no backbone and no spine. Oh, shit, it's windy outside. Well, let's turn off all the electricity because we don't want to get blamed. Even though it was our fault, we'll, we'll take our ball and go home. Arnie, they actually canceled Monday's power shift off, but the winds were bad on Monday. I, hey, man, I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. Uh, the shutoffs began Monday around 4 a.m. PG&E said it designed the public safety power shutoff program to reduce the threat of wildfires that could be sparked by power lines brought down by gusting winds. The shutoffs affected the following 23 counties, Alameda, Butte, Calusa, Contra Costa, Fresno, Glen, Kern, King, Lake, Merced, Monterey, Napa, Plumas, San Benito, San Joaquin, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Shasta, Solano, Sonoma, Stanislaus, Tehama, Yolo. So I think they were turning it off. And they will continue to do so because the governor of California has no fucking spine and no backbone whatsoever. By the way, due to all the COVID and all the bullshit and everything that's happened in the world, Walmart and Costco are letting people know that, hey, you got to limit your toilet paper. And, by the way, uh, this year's uh, Christmas toys for your kids aren't going to be here in time. Thanks to a backlog at ports, rail yards, and, of course, on the roads. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? Seen all these shortages happen everywhere. Why? All the restrictions, everything that's in place. They can't do it. So there you go. Enjoy Christmas, everybody. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's two months out, and they already know the toys you want, we won't have. Yeah. 
They already know it. By the way, okay, uh, let, let me tell my jokes for the day, the TikTok jokes of the day, and then I'll take a, a, a break. Uh, first one is, how can? Uh, what do you call homeless people throwing rocks at one another? A pillow fight. What's worse than playing hide-and-seek with Stevie Wonder? Having Michael J. Fox as a Jenga partner. Alicia says, I already got about half my Christmas shopping done. I ain't worried. Okay. And what's, what's the national bird of Ethiopia? They don't have one. They ate it. <laughs> that one's just funny. Oh, by the way, by the way, speaking of funny and stuff, um, rumor has it that one of the ships off the California coast dropped anchor causing that oil spill. Uh, just Christ, Alicia, try hard much? Uh, no gifts? Fuck, we don't have the crutch of stuff to rely on. You mean we have to create memories and spend time with each other? Uh, Friday, the Mount Rushmore. You ready for this one? I thought of this one yesterday. We're going to do the Mount Rushmore of most bangable cartoon characters. Characters. That's a word, characters. Like... Velma and Daphne, Elsa, Ariel. We have a whole list of cartoon characters that are quite bangable. Judy Jetson? Mm-hmm. There you go. That will be done on Friday. Now, when we come back, we have a whole shit ton. I mean, a shit ton of listener mail coming up next. Here's a song I wrote on a plane between Dallas and Austin. Going to El Paso. Whoops. Now this is what gave us the idea to come down here. This is a song about a guy that... Probably did as much for our kind of music as anybody. Well, the honky tonks in Texas were my natural second home. Where you tip your hat to the ladies and the rose of San Antonio. I grew up on music that we call Western Swing. It don't matter who's in Austin, Bob Wills is still the king. Lord, I can still remember the way things were back then. In spite of all the hard times, I'd live it all again. Hear the Texas Playboys and Tommy Duncan sing Makes me proud to be from Texas Where Bob Wills is still a king You can hear the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee It's the home of country music on that 
But when you cross that old Red River horse, that just don't mean a thing. But once you're down in Texas, Bob Wills is still a king. Just can't live in Texas unless you got a lot of soul. It's the home of Willie Nelson, the home of Western Swing. He'll be the first to tell you Bob Wills is still the I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling. Down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me
357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Man, I just had me a big old hunk of brown swagger. Woo, I'm ready to go. That shit is good. So I announced the 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 Mount Rushmore of most bangable cartoon characters. Guys are adding, y'all are adding some people here. V Coop says, what about a Mount Rushmore of gay? I like that. I like that a lot. We can do that one on Monday. The Mount Rushmore of gay. Anderson Cooper is going to be on there. Ellen, of course. I like that one a lot. Kevin Spacey, we could probably put up there. Do the Powerpuff Girls count? I mean, a trio of midgets, that's got to be some guy's fantasy, right? Brian, I don't know who Katara, Azula, and Mai are, but hey, I'll, I'll look them up. Let's see. I can imagine I have a father must be to see a daughter being ordered. Best angle scene. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes reveals Fauci audience score of just 2% after a news report. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> the ambiguously gay duo. Oh, God damn. Those, those guys were funny. Gary, uh, uh, I can't think the first guy's name, but, but that and Gary. You can fly a flagpole on that mountain. I mean, a flagpole. <laughs> I like that. Mount Rushmore canceled people. Ooh, that one's interesting. Hold on. Let me write this down. So we got gay, and then we got canceled. Oh, Jesse Smollett. Yes. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner's got to be on there. Ace and Gary, that's it. Ace and Gary, <laughs> ambiguously gay duo. Ace. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Belma from Scooby-Doo, she's already on there. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll work on all these lists. I promise you. As Dave Chappelle would call him, Juicy Smollett, Yes. Oh, we, I know. No, Christopher Velma. Velma has touched Scooby's wiener. She touched the red rocket, for Christ's sakes. Uh, but now we got to get the mail. We have a lot of mail, and I mean a lot of mail. So, by the way, mail is brought to you by JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Forget about the rest. Let me tell you about the rest. Do you know what the rest likes to do? The rest likes to plant stories about the people that they're working for. And then they get them canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen. Poor person just wants to get new floors put in. And all of a sudden, I start to hear stories about that person's getting the new floor put in. And then society canceled. John Gruden was using another flooring company. And what did they do? They went through all his emails. They sent all this stuff out. And now John Gruden's canceled. Why? Because he didn't go to JS Floors. They don't want to cancel you out. No, JS Floors, they want to provide you a great service and great product. That's all they want to do. They don't want you to be canceled. Give my friend Jesse at JS Floors a call at 775-267-4123. So there you go. All right, first mail. Oh, what a beautiful morning. 
Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie, I went to my first Aftershock this weekend, and I have to say that I wasn't that impressed with the whole festival vibe. To me, it was too crowded, and by the third day, I was done with all the drunks and people throwing up in the crowds. Just wondering if anyone else dislikes festivals as well. Thanks, Ken. Um, I, I, I love... I love festivals. Like, one day... I, I like to go to, like, a one-day festival. Like, like I, I would go to Aftershock, and I, w- I would have to work Aftershock, you know, back in when I worked for the radio station. And festivals are a lot of fun, but they're only fun if, like, bands you really want to see are there that day. And I get why people would go all four days, because you're paying exorbitant amount of money to go to this festival. And you want to get your money's worth. Now, it, if, if the original lineup would have stayed in place... I would have gone on Thursday night to see um, Limp Biscuit. I would have gone Friday to see Metallica. And then Wolfgang Van Halen was playing one day. I would, I would have went to see Wolfgang Van Halen, the, the mammoth band. And then I would have saw Metallica again. I heard that, that Machine Gun Kelly got booed off stage. The, the festivals are cool, but everyone, like... The last one I remember working was Marilyn Manson was there, so I stayed for Manson. And and I I love Marilyn Manson. I, I think he puts on a great show. I like the festival scene. I like Ozfest. I like I, I like the one day festivals like Ozfest. Douglas says Mammoth killed it. I figured they would. Douglas says I threw up in a porta potty. I felt it coming and went to the bathroom. I saw a video of a guy in a wheelchair crowd surfing during Social D. Social D, that was the first time I ever saw Social distro- Distortion uh, was at uh, the Vans Warp Tour up at Boreal. Saw Limp Biscuit there, too. Sugar Ray was on that one. I, I, like, I like festivals. If the band's there, I like. I know that's kind of easy to say, but yeah. There were no bands I was interested in. So glad M- MGK got booed. He sucked as a rapper. He sucks as whatever he's trying to do now. Uh, he didn't get booed off stage. He did get booed, but there was a lot of people that, that went to see him. Okay, I heard he got booed. Uh, not necessarily off stage. I, I, I said off stage. That was me adding to it. I heard he got booed. My bad. Uh, it was actually really entertaining. Okay, good. Hey, I, I didn't look. To me, four days is a lot for a festival. And festivals are a big European thing. They do a lot of festivals in Europe and and stuff like that. Ken, I'm sorry you didn't go. I like the one-day festivals. Those are really, really cool to me. The OzFest, the things like that. But that's because usually there are three stages and there's bands that I want to see on all the stages. This to me, what I got it. I honestly have to say, when I saw the poster, I was excited for Limp Biscuit and Metallica, but then you got to read all those other names, and I was like looking at it going, ah, I don't know. But hey, I'm glad people went. I'm glad that this is the thing I'm happy about. I'm glad that there was a festival. I'm glad that people were allowed to go out and listen to live music again. 
That's what I'm happy about. Ken, I'm sorry you didn't have a good time. I like them. I like going to concerts. I love live music. It's fun. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, the, I went to the George Strait Music Festival one year in Oakland. They only had one stage going. They had, like, this whole fair idea, like, this whole crazy thing going on in Oakland, Alameda, and I had second-row seats, so it was fantastic to see George that way. But, yeah, you, you have to really like. Uh, Kale says, was this at Discovery Park underneath the freeway? Yes. Yeah. Hangtown Jen says, my boys went all four days. I was so jealous. They both sent videos of Metallica, my personal favorite. I've seen them over 25 times live, but do miss the first time Xavier saw them live. I raised my boys on Metallica, and I missed it. Oh, my God, I cried to miss it. Ugly cried for hours. At one point, I called myself a big, fat pussy, <laughs> a big fucking pussy. Doug says, Aftershock was great in my opinion. Okay, hey, I'm glad. It wouldn't have been that great for me because I, I would have just gone for Metallica, Mammoth, and Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit didn't even show, so. But I'm glad you had a good time. And I'm glad it was available to have a good time. So there you go. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, I have listened to you for a while now, and I've always wondered about the music you play on your show. I have to say that I really enjoy the different genres you choose, but why do you always end the show with that country guy, George Strait? I'm not a big fan of country to begin with, but he just doesn't do it for me. I still love the show, but I've been wondering that for a while now, and that's from Ben. Uh, why, why I end the show with George Strait? Because George Strait's the greatest artist to ever live. There you go. It, it, and by the way, that, that's not just my opinion. That's fact. <laughs> um, ben, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm going to be a dick here. I, I end the show with George Strait. That means I can play George Strait songs every single day on this show. And if you listen to the show carefully enough, you know that I usually only play an artist once a week. It's a tribute to George Strait because he is my all-time favorite. That's why George Strait gets played every single day. <laughs> Hang down, Jen says, well, Ben, that's why you got two hands, so you can do it for you. <laughs> Alicia says, if you hate George Strait, you're a terrorist. Hang down, Jen says, George Strait's the man. I play George Strait because I love George Strait. I don't know what it is. The, the, the first time I ever heard this Fort Worth ever cross your mind was the one of the most mind-blowing times I've ever heard music. Ben, this is why I play George Strait, because he is the king. I look at him as the king of country music. Look, you can have your George Joneses, and I love him. Hank Williams Sr., I love him. Willie Nelson, I love him. George and Willie are opening a new venue down in Austin. Going to be an exciting show to see. George Strait is George Strait. <laughs> Ogre says, and it's the Arnie State Show, not a random dickhole show. I'm no fan of George Strait, but it's Arnie's show. Look, look, here's the thing. I play him because I love him. I've got Metallica. I play Metallica on this show. I play songs on this show that I don't like. There's songs on this show that I know that y'all like. I don't like them. 
but I don't do the show for me. I do the show for you. The one thing I do for me is play George Strait. That's it. That's all I got. And by the way, there's a reason why I play him at the end of the show. Because the show's over then. I'm done. When you hear George Strait playing, I don't play him during the show. I play him after the show. So you can easily just click it off. There you go. The end. Uh, if this was the Ogre Show, y'all would hear the Beatles closing every show with, with doses of guar every week. Be thankful. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. So there you go, Ben. So, Ben, as soon as I say adios, everybody, at the end of the show, and, and you hear some wonderful, you know, like, let's see. If you hear adios and you hear that, you know it's time to turn the show off. To me, this is the greatest song that was I'm ever written. Right here. <laughs> there it is, right there. But see, we're not at the end of the show, so there you go. Cowboys Girl says, I love George Strait and rock and classical and Neil Diamond. LOL, all music matters. I love all music. It, and look, I started the show off today with 70s hits. Played Cool in the Gang, Thelma Washington, and Sister Sledge. Uh, I just watch Crowder on commercials because there's very few country songs I like. It's not a big deal. It's a damned Arnie State show. <laughs> Why be a bitch? And go, hey, I, I look, look, I understand. Ben was asking a question. He's not a fan of George Strait, so yes, in Alicia's world, he, he and Ogre are terrorists. <laughs> but, hey, that's why I play him. He, he asked me a question, and I'll answer it. Ben, I play him because I love George Strait. That, that, that's the easiest answer I can give you. Uh, next one here. It, by the way, this one isn't going to take very long. Uh huh. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, let's see. Uh, hey Arnie, what happened to the Longhorns this weekend? I can only imagine how big bad things were at your house, David. Poor Bubba. Poor Bubba was just laying in a corner, hearing me yell and scream. Saturday was not a good day. What happened to the Longhorns? They shit the fucking bed. That's what happened. They quit. They're a bunch of quitters. Let's see how bad they how how bad they want to play and how bad they want to win this week when they play against Oklahoma State. Undefeated Oklahoma State at that. I was not happy with it. I was pissed off at it. Nothing got broken though. I did not break anything this weekend, even though I should. Blown a 21-point lead, 28-point lead. I don't know how fucking many points it was. Just fucking angry. Fucking killed me. Oh, I hated that. So there you go. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I do appreciate that so very much. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you? Uh, let's see, uh, Arnie, I know that you, uh, are, or at least used to be a huge boxing fan. With that said, what did you think of the referee stoppage of the Wilder fight when he got knocked down late in the fight? I can't remember ever seeing anything like that before. Is it me or is that a little sketchy? And before you say, I know, sketchy in boxing in Vegas, I know, yeah, right? Uh... All in all, it was a good fight. What do you see happening next for both these fighters? And that's for Matt. 
Yeah, letter writer, whatever you do, don't bring up the 2011 World Series. No. That, that no. 20, yeah, 2011. 2010, look, we lost that one. Um, only thing that I think was broken was Arnie BP blood pressure machine. <laughs> uh, the fight this week. Uh, you're talking about the Devontae Wilder or Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury fight this weekend. If you didn't watch it, this is what happened. Third round comes around. Wilder gets knocked down. Crazy, right? Oh, it's over. It's over. He's over. Next round, Tyson Fury got knocked down twice. And then they battle it out, and they're in the 11th round. It was either 10th or 11th round that Wilder was completely out of shape. Completely. If you watch that fight back, you can watch after the first round. And yes, I am a huge boxing fan. I've been a big boxing fan my whole life. And this is how you can judge a boxer. You watch them after the first round. This is why they go to the corners. See how hard they're breathing. Usually it's about the third round you start watching that. But I started watching it in the first round. See, boxers train. This is why boxers run so much. Is because it's hard to move around a ring and then throw punches while you're getting punched. It's amazing cardiovascular work. And this is why they run for 15, 30 miles a day every single day leading up to a fight to work on their cardiovascular. Deontay Booker, or not Booker, he plays for the New York Giants. It's that name. Uh, Deontay Wilder. He was blowing out of his mouth after the first round. He was not in shape for this fight. This guy, he, was, he was dead man walking from about the fifth round on. He was, he was so tired. And when he got knocked down at the end of the fight, a lot of people were saying, imagine if they were allowed to throw and set up kicks. Exactly. This, this is why they, these, these fighters in all Mixed martial arts in MMA, in boxing, they have to have top-notch cardio. And Deontay Wilder didn't. And when he got hit with that big fucking punch at the end of the fight that knocked him out, as he was falling down, the referee said, that's the fight. I knew it was over then, too. I have no problem. All these people coming out and go, oh, the referee. Oh, it's fixed. Look at that. He, you want to talk about the slow counts earlier in the fight? Okay, that's great. Super duper. But when, when Wilder went down that last time, he was fucking out. You could tell. These boxing referees, they, they don't just hire them out of fucking grocery stores. They don't just say, hey, you want to come referee a boxing match? No. They know what to look for. And if you make it to a heavyweight title fight of this magnitude, you're a pretty goddamn good referee. I mean, let's look at the ones in the past. Mills Lane. Let's get it on. Richard Steele. There's a Mexican fella, and I can't think of his name. These are three of the biggest referees, and you usually see them. I'd never seen this guy before. I think he did a great job. So the Giants quarterback was doing a Wilder imitation after that hit. I thought he looked more like Ric Flair. He was doing the Ric Flair walk. 
People don't realize there's running cardio and fight cardio. They're both different. I challenge a long-distance runner to go three amateur rounds without throwing up. Oh, God damn. It's crazy. They have to run, and then they have to put in the work in the ring. And pro wrestlers have to get in ring shape, too, because they have to have all kinds of cardio in the ring as well. Yeah, the Ric Flair stagger, as soon as he got up and he started to do that, I was like, woo! And then that motherfucker went down. Giants quarterback got clean, and he knocked himself out. Anybody wants to say, oh, the Cowboys player hit him with his helmet. No, he went in first. Uh, I don't think anything sketchy happened in that fight, except Deontay Wilder was grossly out of shape. Even though you look at him, you go, holy shit, how can you say that man who's chiseled was out of shape? He wasn't in boxing shape. And you look at Tyson Fury. I watched Tyson Fury in that fight in the eighth round. After he'd been knocked down, he still was still breathing out of his nose. I was like, he is in such good fucking cardio shape right here. You look at him, though. He's got a fucking dad bod. He th- look, Tyson Fury, I'll say it. Tyson Fury is an ugly fighter. But it doesn't matter because he fucking wins. I am not a fan of Tyson Fury. I, I just never have been a fan of his. And it's all because I think he pissed it away. This is a guy who could have been the heavyweight champ for the last 15 years. For la- at least the last 10. But he decided that he wanted to go on cocaine bingers and all this kind of stuff. And he let his life get out of control. And then he dealt with his mental problems and his mental health issues. And now he's at the top of his game. I think it's sad because he could have had that for so long. And until he got everything under control, and God bless him for getting it under control, I'm happy that he's happy and he's mentally focused. This is a guy, though, that we could have talked about for a long time as one of the greatest of all time. And he let it all go away. And, and, and I get it, and Mike Tyson was the same way. Uh, Matt, you asked me what I think is next for Deontay Wilder. If it's true that he did break his right hand, he's done. He'll never be the fighter that he was because that's what he relied on was a gigantic right hand. He had a right hand from hell. You get hit with that right hand, you're going to sleep. And now he's got brittle hands because, believe it or not, at one time, Floyd Mayweather Jr., had knockout power. And what happened? He broke his hands. He had brittle hands. And this is why he was a smart fighter. He knew how he could win fights by sticking and moving, by sticking and scoring points, and it's boring as shit, but that's what boxing is. It is called the sweet science for a reason. It's not about two guys just going in there trying to knock one another out. That's why they're scorers, they're judges there to score said fight. And once you get brittle hands like that, and you can't have brittle hands in the heavyweight division because everybody there can knock you out. So I'll say it, Deontay Wilder, his career is pretty much done. Yeah, I think he can join the WWE. Tyson Fury, he's got a few fights that, that there's a guy, Anthony Joshua, heavyweight out of England, but he's fucking been losing lately. I just want to see him unify the belt. I'd like to see Tyson Fury unify the belt and then retire. That's what I'd like to see. 
Mm-hmm. The one, the Logan brothers. I, I wait, man. Uh, if Logan Paul or Jake Paul decided to, and, and they're talking about one of these fucking Paul boys f- facing Mike Tyson. Please, please, dear God, let that happen. Here's the thing. Jake Paul and Logan Paul are not dumb enough to ever fight against an actual boxer. Okay? I'm not trying to put down guys that are in the MMA world, like Ty Woodley, but he's not a boxer. Okay? He's an MMA, and and you're taking tools away from him. I'd like to see the Paul boys then go into the MMA world. See how would they would fear then. They, they wouldn't do too well. So if you were to put Logan Paul and Jake Paul into the ring against, okay, let's go. Let, let, let's, let's make the dream fight happen here. Tyson Fury against the older Paul, the bigger one. Tyson Fury wins in like five seconds. Mike Tyson, he, he beats the older Paul in maybe 10 seconds just because he's 60. And, and Jake Paul wants to fight Canelo Alvarez. I'm twice the size of Canelo Alvarez, and I don't want anything to do with him because that man hits hard. Please fight him. Please fight Canelo Alvarez. Oh, that would, be, that would make my life. Uh, he fought non-strikers that were successful in MMA. I'd love to see Paul versus Wilder with a broke hand. Uh, I would too. I I, I think that that e- even then Deontay Wilder would kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look, those guys didn't become millionaires on on social media for being really stupid. They've done some really stupid stuff. But neither one of those guys, A, is stupid enough to fight Mike Tyson or Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or Canelo Alvarez. It won't happen. And if it does happen, then they truly are dumb. They are dumber than a box of fucking hammers. I want to see the Paul brothers versus the Diaz brothers. I'll tell you this right now. I'll say this right now. I don't think the Paul brothers want anything to do with the Diaz brothers. Diaz brothers are from Stockton. They can throw some fucking bones. And I would think that 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 uh, uh, Nate Diaz is the one. I I get him confused. The one that fought Conor McGregor, I think that he would go off and he would throw a kick in the fight. Uh, that I I truly believe that would happen. I don't care the weight class. Loma would whoop the shit out of Jake. Logan Paul versus a hungry bear who ate weed laced with LSD. I'd love to see that fight as well. But, yes, Matt, uh, to get back to your question, uh, I think Deontay Wilder is done. Maybe a WWE superstar next. And Tyson Fury will probably try to unify the belts. There you go. All righty. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? The Diaz brothers have so much CTE, you couldn't hurt them. It wouldn't register. Exactly. Uh, This is from Nick. It says, Arnie. Oh, man, all caps. Arnie! 
I just wanted to say thank you so much for making me spit Red Bull over my computer yesterday when you called Dog the Bounty Hunter and offered your services as a cat. The meow at the end is what put me over. Thank you for another ruined computer. It was well worth it. That is from Nick. Yes, we did call Dog the Bounty Hunter, who, by the way, I guess has now pulled out of the Brian Laundry thing. He's not looking for him anymore. So let's uh, let's uh, let's at least try to call him back. Oh, it's ringing. Hi, this is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Thank you for calling the tip line. Please leave your number, and I will return the call. Yeah, uh, dog, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I lost a donkey, and uh, I saw him in Florida recently, and my donkey, it has a long, long mane of blonde hair, and it wears Oakleys, and it says bra, uh, or brada, that's what it says, it says brada a lot. I was wondering if you could find my ass for me. Thanks a lot. God, I hate Dog the Bounty Hunter so much. Maggie Bryan says, yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter was only doing it in hopes to get a new show, but they turned him down, so he stopped. <laughs> you got to wonder just how many crank calls this jack wagon gets every day. I hope it's flooded. Yeah, he hurt his ankle. Oh, I got I got to take off this. Uh, uh, a motherfucker was going after people when he had a heart condition. You think a, a, a hurt ankle is going to stop him? It's exactly what Andrew Bryan said. He was trying to get a show on TBS, and they said, yeah, no thanks. And he said, all right, well, fuck this shit. Fuck dog the bung, bounty hunter. LOL, tomorrow there's going to be a knock at your door. I hope so. I would love for him to come to my house. Oh, that'd be great. Dog Bounty Hunter comes to my house and I shoot him. That guy is a jack wagon. What a jerk off. Um, All right, next one here. Let's go. Uh-huh. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, I was wondering if I could get your help on something. Oh, goodness. You know what that means. That means it is time. Let's see. We'll do, uh, well, we'll do that one. But then we'll do this one first. Uh-huh. I haven't done this one in a while. This show is your show. This show is my show. From California all the way to Texas. And if you like it, tell somebody about it. I need more fucking t-shirts. And now I'm ready. To answer your query, I just said query one more time, and you should ask him, ask him right now, before he goes and fucks a cow, before he goes and fucks a cow. There you go, 
There you go, right there. And then we'll we'll end it off with my my, my new favorite one. Uh, this one right here. Let's see if the band is ready. Band, you guys ready? No, you got you got ad for DXL first. Okay. All right, fantastic. Boom, skip ad. Here we go. Band's warming up. Here we go. <coughs> some problems I can help you don't worry I'm a trained professional we've all been there time after time now you gotta ask so I can help you out ask me now ask me now Fat and fatter is what you become. Don't you, don't you really miss me when bonus checks come out? Ask me now, ask me now, because I'll fuck a cow. You know I told you that I'd do it. Fucking a cow, fucking a cow, fucking a cow. There you go. All right, there it is. There is the music portion of today's show. All I can hear is John Denver underwater. Remember the first time I heard that bit decades ago, and it borderline got in trouble at work because I was laughing so hard. The the story of John Denver, of of when when that happened to him. That was always one of my favorite bits I did. And I can't, I got to tell you the truth about that. Is that when we were doing the story, I remember being on the air and hearing about John Denver dying. He just played in the Pebble Beach golf tournament. And he was flying his plane. He crashed into the Monterey Peninsula. And they found his entire body except his head. And I made a joke about, was he singing, I ain't got no body? And... One of the morons that I worked with at the time, they knew that that was an actual song. The other one <laughs> didn't realize it was a song. And then, and then all of a sudden, my brain, as we've seen on this show, started twisting and turning. I go, actually, this is the song they were playing. And I had, I had the other one like play a portion. I, country. I, I always did. Thank God, I'm a country boy. So yeah. That was one of my all-time favorites that I ever did on the show. Uh, all right, this uh, this next mail here, let's see, I, I said it. I know you don't have kids, thank God, and this may be an unfair question to, to ask, but my wife and I are pregnant right now. Your wife is pregnant right now. You are not pregnant, sir. Uh, and we're talking about how to discipline our kids. Well, at least you're talking about it now. 
I say that there is nothing wrong with spanking as a last resort. But of course, she says we should never raise our hands to discipline our kids. She wants to talk things out and at the most choose timeouts and making them go to their rooms. If you or any of the ass family have any ideas, I'd really appreciate the help, Daniel. All right, ass family, there you go. It's thrown out to you and me. I'll start this ball a rolling. Um, you spanking your kids is a last resort, open hand. I have zero problems with that. I, 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 I've never had a problem with spanking. I don't necessarily like the belt because it leaves marks. But, hey, if you want to use a belt, I, I'm not the one raising your kids. Okay. You're spanking them to discipline them, not to hurt them. Now, your wife who, look, I, I'm going to give you some ammo to use on your wife. So she would rather your kids be put in timeout or sent to their room. Now, now let's all go through the thing of sending them to their room where they've got TVs and computers and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. Let's get all that out of the way. You're teaching your, because I can, I, I can talk through that. You know, the people that, that hate spankings, they hate me when I say, oh, so what you're doing is you're abandoning your child when they mess up telling them they have to go sit by themselves and they can't talk to you and they can't talk to anybody when they mess up. You send them to their room. You abandon them. You say, get rid of you. I don't care how you discipline your kids. I think discipline is one of those things. And like I said, I'm glad you're talking about it at least now when you're pregnant. I think that's one of those conversations you have leading up to the whole marriage, but that's just me. But I have zero problem, as Straight Fire would say right here, whoop that ass. I don't like these parents that that go, because, see, here's the thing. You want to talk it out with your kids? Kids can't reason. Kid, kids don't understand what reasoning is quite yet. What kids do know how to do is fucking connive you because they're little criminals in training. We were all little criminals in training when we were kids. I remember I... I I used to get in trouble on the air about this. Not really in trouble, but when when somebody would call and they say, "Oh, my son had a tantrum inside the grocery store," so I just put him in the car and we went home. So what you taught your kid was, if he doesn't want to go somewhere, have a tantrum, and then you'll leave. Well, that's fucking great. Where you teaching your kid? And I said, "Whoop his ass right then and there." Uh, Alicia says, "Bro, just because you got one past the goalie doesn't make you pregnant." Your wife is doing the work. Now, now that I got off that in my chest, I'd say spanking is good in the beginning to assert that there is an unfavorable consequence to their actions. As they get older, you can start changing the course of their punishments as they understand more. I, I agree. I completely agree with that. Uh, hold on. I got a text here. I want to read this text. Um. Yeah, okay, we'll see how well timeouts sending them their room works out. We have an entire generation coming uh, uh, of age that we sent to their rooms instead of getting four knuckles across the lips. So his dad says, I was the parent that was spanked as a kid. I swore that I wouldn't do it, but with a kid uh, with ADHD that sometimes can't or won't hear you, uh, a spank gets their attention. Now I know why my dad did it. I deserved it. Christopher says both methods are acceptable. It depends on the kid. Each one will respond different forms of discipline. It's up to you as the parent to figure it out. 
Uh, Alicia says there's a reason corporal punishment works in the animal kingdom. It's because it's foolproof. Ogre says after several spankings, all I need to do now is rub my hands together and say I'm warming up the spanking hands and my kids knock it off. Or I try to make a joke out of spanking them with the humor override and their shitty behavior. Spanking really is a last resort kind of thing because after a while they get used to it and they can take the pain. It becomes useless. That's what happened to me. My dad was like an old school New York cop. Shoot first, ask questions later. But with smacking and spanking, I try to reason with them and explain they'll get shit taken away or have screen time restricted. If all else fails, the spanking they get, I hate it, but it's necessary. Now, Sawyer will say, please don't spank me. I told him to listen, and he does. Warming up the spanking hands. Well, I like that. You're going to get these hands, boy. Conan, you're going to get these fucking hands, boy. Look. First of all, let me just say, I'm glad that you're talking about disciplining your children. There are so many kids that let their children's just fucking run amok and go crazy, and they don't do anything. I look. I, I was telling the story to Brad Kid the other day. My sister, uh, my my middle sister Patty, you know the one I hate. Uh, she used to throw tantrums all the time, and my parents would dump buckets of water on her at home when she'd have a, a tantrum at home. And guess what? She never did. She never had a tantrum out in public. Why? Because she didn't want to be doused with water. Because my parents would have done that. And I've said it on this show. I've only, I only got one spanking from my dad. I was so disappointed as a kid that my dad, my hero, had to do that to me that I never wanted to do that again. Now, I got spankings every year in school because I didn't care about those people. And eventually, they did get to where they hurt. You, yes, yeah, Ogre was right. The kids get used to the pain, yeah. When you get 10 swats from a guy who played Major League Baseball, you don't get used to that fucking pain. But... As far as mom and dad went, uh, and and look, nowadays you have a lot of other options too. And, and Ogre, I appreciate that. You take screen time away. You take take a kid's phone away from them, watch them lose their fucking mind. First of all, why kids at age ten have a phone? I still don't know, but okay. Oh, you want to keep them safe? All right. Alicia says. Uh, I used to get my ass beat. At one point, I preferred it over punishments. One of the biggest ones I hated was having to wear a dress to school. Ogre says, first time I did it, Douglas, I was like, you know what I'm doing? No, I'm warming up the spanking hands, boy. (laughs) My mom would get creative depending on how much of an asshole I was. She'd pick out the frilliest dress ever. Christopher says what's actually important isn't what form of punishment you use. It's your commitment to follow through. If you spank, then whoop that ass. If you do something else, then that's fine too, but don't take it easy. I like that. My son is more concerned with disappointing me at this point. Yeah, and and that's what happened with me. I disappointed my dad, and he spanked me, and I never, ever got spanked by my dad again or my mom. Oh, if my mom ever had to spank me, that means dad was coming home next to get me. And that would have been fucking torture. I knew not to talk back. See, this is the thing I don't understand. And, and I'm not talking to you ass family members because, see, this is why you guys listen to me is because we're old school and we all share, like, ideas and stuff. I never talked bad, talked bad or back to my mother. 
because I was terrified that my father would kick the shit out of me. And it was that way my entire life. I never, ever, I never, ever disrespected my parents. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if I, it, it was just the way I was, I, I never understood the way people treated their parents, called their parents by their first names, things like that. I never, ever understood that. And nobody had a better relationship with their father than me. I only called him Jerry. I, I think I can count it on two fingers the times I've ever called him Jerry. And one was just to get his attention. But I never, to this day, I still call him dad. And he's dead. Uh, my mom rarely spanked, but when it, and she used the wooden cooking spoons, fuck those hurt worse than the hand. She started using those aerodynamic spoons with the holes for stirring, yeah? Uh, I don't give a fuck how you discipline your kid, but uh, for fuck's sake, it's Brett starts screaming in the store, don't ignore the little fucker and make everyone else listen to it. Take the assholes out of the store. I can't stand parents that do that shit. My daughter still remembers being removed from stores if she or her brother started with some bullshit. That's common courtesy. Uh, Stackar has two quick stories. Okay, Stackar, where are your quick stories? Hey, Brian, I do uh, similar shit with my kids being little fuckers in the music store. They love it in there, and I've threatened to never take them back. They got their act together double time. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no. My, my dad, my parents would take shit away. I'm re- and, and you're right, you have to change it the older they get. When... Uh, and see, this is a time that I, I was raised during a time where you didn't, you know, ask questions. I'll never forget, uh, I was failing, I was failing English in the eighth grade, seventh grade. Seventh grade, I was failing English. And I had saved up all my Christmas money and my birthday money. I saved all that up to buy a pass for Whitewater, the water park that I eventually worked at the next summer. I saved up all my money for this pass. And my dad said, if you get anything lower than a C, you will not be allowed to go to that park. I go, but I'm buying it. He goes, I don't care. I go, it's my money. He goes, I don't care. How are you going to get there? Well, I'll ride with no. You won't go. And they made that. I got an A in that English class because that's how much A I wanted to go, and that's how much it meant to me. So you find something. If, if you don't want to hit your kids, you don't want to give them timeouts, you find out what they really like, and you take that away from them. It's discipline. Uh, Stackar says, one time my mom was calling for dinner. I didn't respond. My dad went and cut the Internet phone line. My mom broke her hand, and a year later I did something stupid. She went to smack me, hurt her hand. Oh, <laughs> LOL, my dad came up around the rear at the belt for laughing. <laughs> That's what happens, man. I, I mean, yes, that's the way to do it. It's really amazing how kids are better behaved when they're held accountable. And I think, you know what, Douglas, that says it right there. It's not about discipline. It's not about spanking. It's not about grounding. It's not about doing any of that. It's about you. See, this is what makes parenting the hardest job in the world, and I'm glad I've never had that job. I take my hat off to all you parents out there. You have the hardest job out there because you're raising adults. 
And that's what it is. You're raising adults. You're not raising kids. You have to hold the kids accountable. Now, if, if accountable is taking away all their electronics and not giving it back for a certain amount of time, then stick with it. Yeah, your kids are going to bitch and moan because they're little bitchers and moaners. That's what they are. To the letter writer Daniel, whatever, whatever form you choose to do, stick to it. Don't give in. I know it's probably not the coolest thing. I, I would find it cool if I made my kids cry, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> but your kids are crying. They did, the, they did it. They're the ones that did it to themselves, and you're the adult. You have to be the one that holds them accountable and teach them ac- about accountability. Letter writer just try to avoid waterboarding. That's a great, that, that right there is a great suggestion. Suggestion of the day. Don't do waterboarding, okay? Uh, added Brian says, my mom, uh, my kids are asshats at home, but in public they act right. Even my asshole 11-year-old. Cowboys girl says, my mom was a spanker. Back then the leather belt was okay. We learned to act right. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I... My, my cousin's got the belt. Boy, and I, when I saw my uncle taking his belt off, I was like, God damn, I'm glad I'm not y'all. I did not do any of that shit. Mm-mm. Boy, I'd turn, I'd turn rat right away. He did it. I don't get hit with a big man's belt like that. I hope that helped you, letter writer. Daniel, whatever your name is. Uh, all right, next one here. Let's go. Welcome to Mail Call. Not Bucket. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. What is it about Pete Davidson that keeps working and banging hot chicks? He isn't funny, and as a woman, I think he's more repulsive than cute. Am I alone in this? What happened to men in society? That's from Lynn. Uh, Let's see. Famous mom line of the century. Get smacked while you're crying. Stop crying or you get whacked again. Yeah. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. That one confused me as a kid. I was like, okay. One of my nephews keeps talking back to my sister, and she takes it and just tells him it's not nice. He doesn't do it when I'm around because he knows I don't fuck around. I can't stand when six-year-olds act like he has authority. My dad was like Jackie fucking Chan with spankings. Whatever was handy was a switch. Electrical cords, spatulas, Hot Wheels racetracks. Those are the worst. Man, you can hear those things coming. Back scratchers, coasters, whatever had three dimensions and was solid. Uh, Stackhouse says Pete Davidson, a.k.a. Pity F. I don't look. Hey, ask family women. What is it? What is it about Pete Davidson that he gets chicks and, and like he's still on TV? He's still as bad as Saturday Night Live is. They still have Pete Davidson on there. And that guy is hot garbage. He is flaming garbage. He's not funny. I don't know how anybody could call his goofy look attractive. Is it because he has a giant hog or something? Because we're going to hear it soon. And I'm telling you this now. I made this prediction. Uh, He he was shooting a rom-com with uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Right when her her marriage ended, I'm betting that, that they did a little uh, they did a little fishing in the dark, if you know what I mean. Little little, little nighttime trip to Pound Town, uh huh. 
He was on the tuna boat. Sassy Pammy says women feel sorry for him. My mom was the same way. I better not move while she did my hair too, or else I got that brush across my face wherever it landed. <sighs> Hated when mom brushed the hair. Man, that was like, like at one time in my life I did have hair because my mom wanted me to grow my hair out. I hated hair. I didn't wash it. Shit, I'm a boy. I didn't know how to wash that shit. LOL, worst SNL member, uh, Davison or Leslie forgot her name. Uh, it's it's him. He He's the worst. He's the all-time one. Understand, two-letter writer, once your kid starts throwing tantrums and your wife tries to reason with the kid and pathetically puts him on timeout, make sure she knows that people think your kid's a little shit fuck and you aren't doing right by not getting his ass in line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is this wrong of me to do? I, I want to start doing something in stores. And y'all got to tell me if I'm wrong for this. I, there's nothing more than I hate than screaming kids. I do not like screaming children in stores. I fucking hate it. If you want to drive me crazy, take me to a store and have me listen to fucking kids screaming in there. It's Sam's the other night. I was eating a hot dog at Sam's. I know that's a shocker, but let's get past that. Sitting there, and there's a, there's a family over there, and they got one little kid over there, and she's screaming, like loud, like you can hear her all over the fucking store. I didn't do this because I didn't want to embarrass Braddy Kid because she had no idea that I was about to do this. Is it okay if I start yelling? And if employees come and tell me to shut up, I'm going to be like, no, you tell that fucking little thing over there to shut up first. Kid's just going, ah! So I just want to walk through the store going, ah! Because I know I can be louder than a damn kid. If yelling in the store is fun, then sign me up for it. I know they're going to come after me. Well, sir, you know better. Well, that daddy knows better than let the kid yell. But they ain't doing nothing about it, so you better get the fucking stepping. I grew my hair out once, then I turned 19 and it all fell out. I blame Bakerfield Water. Uh, worst part was when I used to work at Sam's was out of control kids running around pushing shit over. Uh, nowadays, you just have to have COVID fatigue so you have a pass. Well, okay, so they do this thing down here in Texas. I, I've never seen this before, or I haven't seen it in a long time. So you know the refrigerated aisles in grocery stores? They aren't, they aren't the widest of aisles, but they're pretty wide. Well, here in Texas, what they like to do is they like to put fucking things in the middle, like displays of, like, easy cheese and, and Oreos and Linder's bagels. And then the, the, and they have the entire middle blocked off by these gigantic fucking displays. I may or may not have knocked over a couple of them in the last couple weeks because, because, you, 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 there can only be one person in at the refrigerator. And if you're going down there and somebody stops, you have to stop. Because there's no middle aisle anymore. You can't go around them. Because these stores put shit in the middle of the fucking aisle. Oh, there's nothing that, oh, that, that's even worse than the screaming kids. When I got that and I got screaming kids, I'm losing my mind. 
screaming. Then when parents can't find them, we have to lock them down and find them. How can you not find them? Kids screaming. Oh, God. What, what has happened to grow? I mean, I grew up going to grocery stores with my dad. I knew not to make a lot of noise. I'd be getting a fucking whooping if I did. These kids just scream. Oh, God, shut up. I have yelled that before, too. Uh, my daughter was younger. If she acted up in the store, I'd be on it. Not by giving her something she wanted to shut her up. If I didn't, If she didn't stop, we'd leave the store. I wasn't going to make everyone else listen to her. I'll tell you this right now. I'd jam something. In, I'd, I'd, be, I'd have a whole fucking thing of Kleenex ready to go. Shove that shit right in her damn mouth. Shut the fuck up. Screaming in the stores. That's like saying, I paid to see a Pete Davidson movie. Those are things you don't want to hear. All right, next one here. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to Mail Call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Dear Arnie, I have noticed over the last couple weeks you have been posting food pictures of things that you've made. Uh, I was wondering, have you always liked to cook or is this something new? And when can I come over for some biscuits and gravy? JT. Um, Yeah, this last weekend uh, I worked on my country gravy recipe. I still got a little bit of work to do on that one. Last week, I made uh, the Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster from scratch. And the week before, I made meatloaf. Now, before I get in, let me read this text. Uh, Parents aren't parents anymore. They're more worried about hurting their feelings and being their fucking friend. Well, we got to stop that right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be your your kid's friend. Uh Uh-uh. My dad and I were friends, but he was dad first. Uh, as far as cooking goes, I've always enjoyed, my mom taught me how to bake as a kid. I'd always help my mom, like, baking cookies, baking cakes, things like that. And I kind of learned my way around a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not a good, uh, I'm not a great cook by any means, unless we're talking about breakfast. I can cook the shit out of eggs. Egg on toast, phenomenal. Uh, omelets, I kick ass. Poached eggs, fucking A. Call me fucking Gordon Ramsay of poached eggs. Um, I'm not even going to say toast, but, uh, sausage. Okay. I'm good there. Uh, as far as making stuff, as long as there aren't too many steps and it ain't too much of a pain in the ass, I don't, I don't mind cooking. I like cooking. Cooking's actually fun. I don't find it relaxing or therapeutic to say. I mean, I grill like a motherfucker. Nobody can touch my steaks. My baked potatoes now are second to none. Just have to say that. Uh, I did try it like a, a TikTok had this new recipe for Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's where you barely put any water in the bowl. You put enough water in to, to cover all the noodles in a pan. And you make it in a pan, not a pot. And then you put cheese in there and you put the butter in there and just keep stirring and stirring. And you put more cheese in and stir and stir. I did that. It was okay. It turned out okay. I, I liked it regular, the regular way better. Um, but like I said, you know, if there's a lot of steps, I don't really want to do it that much because to me that's not a lot of fun because I'm going to miss something. But, yeah, cooking is cooking's great. As long as I can make easy shit, chili, I can make chili, I can do anything like that. 
I want to get an air fryer. I want an air fryer more than anything. I need a new pair of overalls, but I want an air fryer. None of my overalls fit anymore. I have they're too old. They have holes and shit in them. But but uh, the air fryer. Want an air fryer? Try that shit out. I want to start making my own chicken wings. Question to all air fryer people. I it, and this might be a dumb question because I don't have a deep fryer either, like with oil. Let's say I make I want to make chicken wings, and I want to make them like Hooters to where it's like fried chicken. It's got the the crispy skin on there. Do I have to batter those as well, or do you just put the wings in the air fryer and it puts like a, a thing on there, or do I have to do the egg wash and then the, the you know the 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 breading? Will it, will it still work that way? I don't know. I I don't know about fryers because I don't have an air fryer. Somebody can tell me. I'd really appreciate that. Or is that just for dropping it in hot oil? Because I have an idea about doing, like, some chicken fried steak stuff. Uh, You would need breading, yes. Otherwise, the skin is just kind of crinkly. Okay, thank you, Ogre. I appreciate that. See, I can do, like, a chicken fried steak. I I figure I can do a chicken fried steak because enough oil can fit in a pan, and I can do it that way. But I don't want it just like crinkly skin. So, okay, I appreciate that. The breading has to be thick and solid enough or it'll just drip into the drip tray under the wire rack. No problem. I can do that. Buttermilk, get that in there. Perfect. Okay, good to know. Well, maybe for Christmas I'll get an air fryer. Then I'll start making chicken wings. I even saw, I, I saw, I, this, this is going to freak people out because I freaked Brad and Kid out because I, I saw this. This gal put, like, salmon in the air fryer. Now, granted, that's going to smell like fucking just the scene of a terrible porno. But she put salmon in there and covered it with Old Bay seasoning and cooked it and then got it out, and it looked halfway good. I ain't going to make that because I I don't know how to make salmon and fuck all that shit. Air fryers are great, too, to rewarm and crisp up your old fried foods. Boy, I'll buy me some fucking fish sticks and put them in the air fryer. Hell yeah. Five-minute fish sticks. Have my old fish stick sandwich ready to go. Fish stick sandwich. You ready for this? Y'all ready? Here you go. You have four or five fish sticks after they've been cooked. You, you line the bread with tartar sauce, white bread. Throw the fish sticks on. Piece of American cheese, bread on top. Bam. Fish stick sandwich. You're welcome. Uh, I have both pheasant season is around the corner, and we were set for a long time with fried pheasant. Okay. Whoever has a man that doesn't mind cooking is lucky. This weekend I wasn't feeling well, so I asked my boyfriend to make dinner, and he bitched the entire time. My daughter asked me to never let him cook again due to the fit he threw. Then he refused to eat and stomped upstairs like a two-year-old. So you're lucky if your man cooks. I like cooking. Cooking's fun. I mean, you know, I've... I haven't fucked anything up in a while, so it's still fun. I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin put a recipe up the other day. He was making like deer strap meat, and he was making like 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 chicken fingers, like like steak fingers. But he was deep frying them, and had gravy and everything. Whew. Now I'm jonesing for a fillet of fish sandwich. How bad is that? I'm just telling you right now. 
fish stick sandwich, way better than the filet of fish. My wife made chicken fried meatloaf last night with country gravy and bacon, garlic, green beans. Oh, my God. Holy shit. See, that, that, that was something at the fair. It was fucking chicken fried meatloaf. I didn't try it because, well, I had that god-awful. I broke my own rule of eating seafood at the fair. The lobster corn dog. By the way, lobster's not supposed to be gray, right? Uh, I make huge batches of fish sticks with some of the fish I catch. Just yank them out of the freezer, drop them in the deep fryer. Amazing fish tacos. There you go. Uh, okay, hold on a sec. Let's see. Uh, uh, this is in front of This is just sent to me. Not sure if it's true or not. This is the second time I've heard this in the last week. The NFL is is scripted, but they make us sign something so we can go into detail. Tired of holding back. Who wants the full story? In front, I, I've I've heard about pro sports being fixed. Uh, I don't believe it. I appreciate you sending me that. I will look more into it. Yeah, I'll look into it right now. Let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll just Google it. Is the NFL scripted? Uh, there's no evidence that it's rigged or scripted. No evidence, none. Former Chicago Bears running back calls the NFL scripted. It's a long story history. Of da, da, da. Benny Cunningham wanted people to believe so when he tweeted the NFL scripted. He made it sound like he has a saucy scoop coming. Predictably, tons of folks started flooding the Bears running back. Uh-huh. I, I I personally don't think the NFL is scripted, but that's just me. Cough, cough, OU Texas, <laughs> cough, cough. No, I I, I uh, look. Do I think the OU Texas? Uh, do I think the referees were protecting a higher ranked team so they can get a playoff bid? Yes. I won't say. To me, what, what they're trying to say is it, it's just like the WWE. By the way, last night's Monday Night Raw, not half bad. I got to say it, not half bad. It was still not half good, though. Do I think that certain plays and certain things are called? I mean, we, we, we do know for a fact that that some games have had referees drop points. Some players have been known to shave points. Do I think it's a a big play by the NFL, by Roger Goodell and the powers that be? (sighs) Here's the thing. I can't say yes. And the reason why I can't say yes is because it it would hurt way too much. It would hurt way too much to find out that the NFL and the NBA are 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 fixed, and, and and I'm talking about not fixed by the mafia or not fixed by gamblers. I'm talking about fixed, fixed, like the WWE. It would hurt way too much, and I I I, I have to protect my own brain on that one. 
Now, if you want to think that way, I've, I've known plenty of people who, who do believe it. Um, but I, I, I don't. I just, I can't. I just can't do it anymore. I, I can't believe that it's rigged. I think that there are some referees out there that are not good people. NBA especially. We had the one guy who admitted to fixing games. And then it was like two years, two or three years later that a bunch of NBA referees got busted for trading in their first-class travel tickets for coach tickets and then pocketing the rest of the money and not mentioning it to anybody. Just shows what kind of level person those are. I don't, I, I don't want to think. I pre, I, it's a great question in front, and I appreciate the text, but I, I, I can't think that way. I, I just can't. My life would be too upset then. I mean, that'd be one of those things I'd be like, what? Uh, all right, let, let's get through some of these because we got, we got some big stories to end, end the show with. Um, uh, let's see, next one here. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, I want to say thank you and that I appreciate the fact that you talk so openly about your life and even your mental well-being. Do you see anyone to talk to about issues, or are you just handling things yourself? I'm sure it's none of my business. Well, it's not. Uh, but to see the growth you've had since uh, you were on the other show is really tremendous. Thank you for not only the laugh, but for inspiring at least me. I don't know if you remember me, but you talked to me about issues after your dad passed away, and I worked at that place that botched that up. Oh, you mean the Neptune Society? The worst place to ever take anybody, especially if they're dead and you love them? By the way, I'm no longer there, and I'm doing much better. No name. I do remember talking to you. I talked to a couple people that day and, uh, and uh, you know, talking to them about their mental health and things that I do in my mental health. To answer your question, no, it's not any of your business, but I'll share it anyway. No, I don't talk to anybody. I try to work out the problems, and if I can't work out the problems, then I talk to people that I know I trust, whether it be Braddy Kid, whether it be Tommy, whether it be somebody on the phone, my friend Dan. But, yes, I, I, I appreciate all the nice things you said. I, I think that we should look at mental health. Was it yesterday that was National Mental Health Day? I think everybody needs to look at their own mental health and, 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 and realize it's very, very important. It's very important to talk this stuff and, and work this shit out. So thank you. I remember who you were. I was glad to help you, even though the Neptune Society fucked that whole thing up and fucked the Neptune Society. They'll never advertise on the show. I don't even think they're around anymore, crooked fucking bastards. Uh, Christopher says if the NFL has a uh, work, it would be super obvious. Even Vince McMahon has said that fixing football would be impossible. There are too many variables, too many players. It's hard enough to have a scripted match with two pro wrestlers is hard enough. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see it. I, look, look. I can see why some, some people would say that, that, that the NFL is scripted. Baseball is one of those that, we got a story. I'll I'll just do the story right now since we're talking about this. Um, a Chicago White Sox pitcher, Ryan uh, Tapira, has suggested that something was fishy when the Astros 
won game three in the ALDS the other night. Uh, he's coming out and he's calling them out. I haven't watched much of that because I don't like either the Astros or the White Sox. So they're saying that the White Sox or the, the Astros are cheating again? Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I It'd be great if they found it out and they were. That'd be awesome. I'd be happy as a fucking clam. Not that I know if clams are very happy. Uh, speaking of baseball, I got another uh, email here. Hey, Listen up, it's time for mail call. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, let's see, the bounty scandal dispels the scripting. Okay, thank you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Arnie, quick baseball question. If a batted ball hits the pitching rubber and then bounces foul before crossing the first or third base, would that still be considered a foul ball? That's from James. All right, so a batted ball is hit up the middle and does not hit a pitcher. Okay. It hits the lip of the rubber and bounces and goes foul into maybe the dugouts or things before the bag. I I would have to say that's a foul ball. I mean, because it didn't hit the ground. It hit a pitching rubber. And sometimes the pitchers dig in and there's a lip that's showing. I mean, this is like 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 a we've seen bunted balls, James, that, that go down the line and they, they veer foul right before that, and that's past the pitching mound. I would have to say that that is a foul ball. I've never seen it. Where'd the pitcher go? I mean, sometimes the pitchers fall off the mound, but Triple T says fair ball. Why is it a fair ball? It, it didn't hit the ground. If it hits, it can hit the ground in front of first and third base. If it goes foul before the bags, it's foul ball. I imagine it's like when a player in football lands on another player. Ball is in play until it lands. If it lands foul, it's foul. Like, if the ball hits the, the, the pitching rubber, goes straight up in the air, and the pitcher catches it and then throws it to first, that's a fair ball. But it let's say it hits the pitching rubber, bounces up, hits the ground, takes a weird bounce, and bounces foul before it crosses first or third base. I got to say, that's a foul ball. Fair ball pitching mound is like hitting a base. It's in the field of play. Okay. I, I didn't realize it was like a base because it's not a base. So the ball can go 60 feet and then... That's interesting. Let's see. Hold on. Let me, let, let me Google. Uh, ball hits pitching rubber and goes... Foul. Uh, batted ball not touched by a fielder when the hits the pitcher's rubber and re- rebounds into foul territory between home and first or between home and third is a foul ball. If the fielder is no longer in play when making the catch, the ball is considered dead and the batter is not out. 
Uh, I, I have it here. This is from the rules in baseball. Foul ball. Fair foul. Okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. We have it explained here. A play that occasionally happens, although very rare, is a ball where it's a line drive that hits a pitcher's plate. Doesn't hit any part of the pitcher himself, but hits the pitcher's rubber and then pops up in the air and goes into foul territory. Is that a fair or foul ball? You know, it's kind of an unusual one, but I have seen it happen where a line drive hits the rubber and goes this way into foul territory. That's actually going to be a foul ball. Foul ball! Like you said, it never touched the pitcher. It just hit the pitcher's plate. But the ball actually has to pass first or third base in order to be a fair ball. Now it hit that, went into foul territory before first or third base, comes to rest or is touched, it's a foul ball. There we go. There we go. Thank you for asking me, James. I thought I figured that one out myself. Everybody was like, no, it's a fair ball. No, foul ball. Stogie says, my bad. Thought it was like touching a player. No, no, as long as it doesn't touch the player. If it touches the player and then goes into foul territory, then that's a fair ball. But the question was, if it just hits the pitching rubber. That's interesting. It's interesting that uh, I Google it, and there were, like, websites that already had that up there. I'd never – I, I per, personally, I've never even thought of that. I never thought it could be a thing that you could just hit the pitching rubber and it bounced foul. Usually there's a pitcher standing in front of that. Wow. All right. Cool question. Thanks, James. Appreciate that. Uh, next one, we got two more here. This one and one more. Hey, listen up. It's time for mail call. Hey, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, let's see. Dear Arnie, I want to say thank you, and then I appreciate the fact you talk so openly. Oh, I already read that one. Okay, never mind. Get rid of that one. This is the last one. Okay, kick ass. Uh, what if it hits the pitcher though, and then goes foul? If it hits the pitcher and the pitcher's in fair toward fair toward ah fair territory, and it goes foul, that's a fair ball. Arnie, question: Where do foul balls fall in the pitch count? Well, if you throw a ball, if you're a pitcher, hold on a second here. Every pitch ball counts in the pitch count. Doesn't matter if you foul off twenty. That means you threw twenty pitches to that guy. Like Ernie Pantuzo <laughs> takes one to the melon and it bounces out of bounds. Yeah, that's foul. Or that's fair. Like if it bounces into the stands, how is that fair? It's fair because the player was standing in fair territory. And it was his noggin that made it go that way. If his noggin wouldn't have been there, if it's pitcher, first base, whatever, third base, if that pitcher, if their head wouldn't have been there, that ball would have, this is what, they have to go on this, they have to say, oh, it would be fair territory. Because the players are in the field of play. And if they're passed, well, let's see. No, no, because see, here, think about this. This is why players always try to get close to the ball when they bunt a ball and it gets into fair territory. You can't, it, it, we saw this happen in, in a game earlier this year where the pitcher scooped the ball foul, even though it was fair, and it went into the dugout. It was a bunted ball, and he scooped the ball foul. That's a fair ball because the player touched it while it was in the field to play, and the ball went into the dugout, so that's like a ground rule double. So, there, yeah. There you go. All right, last mail here. Arnie, I was just wondering what the big deal about Ted Lasso is. 
I tried it out last season when it first came out, and the whole premise just didn't make sense to me. But I keep hearing not only you, but lots and lots and lots of people saying how great the show is. Should I try it again? That's from Shane. Absolutely, positively try it out again. Yes, the premise doesn't make sense that an American college football coach gets hired to coach a soccer team in England, a Premier League team at that. The premise is stupid. I love Jason Sudeikis. I've always thought he was really, really funny. I've always liked his humor. And this show is just over the top. This show is, it, it's not dirty, but it's not clean either. It's just, it's hard to explain how, how good this show is. It hits on every level. Every level of the human experience it hits on. And it's pretty fantastic. And Jason Sudeikis is, is hilarious in it, as, as well as the guy who plays Roy Kent. The assistant coach. And I have never had a character on television affect me the way that this motherfucker Nate does. If I, meant, I, if I ever see this guy who ever plays Nate, I am going to kick his fucking ass. I hate him. Hate Nate. So, yes, Shane, try that show out for shizzle. All right, we got a break to take here, and we come back. Uh, oh, man, we, we have, there's so much dumb shit still left to talk about today. My God.
855-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Oh, crap. What happened to that? Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, we're back. All right. I'm just losing everything on my computer. No big deal. Uh, welcome back to the big show here on a uh, Tuesday. That's right. Tomorrow's already hump day. Look at that. Halfway through the work week already tomorrow. Holy shit. Uh, all right, last segment here, and boy, oh boy, do we have some stupidity. <sighs> Are you ready? All right, here we go. I'm here to announce that DC Comics announced yesterday that the offspring of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, Jonathan, the new Superman, is, in fact, bisexual. That's right. Jonathan Kent, the new Superman, the heir of Clark and Lois. By the way, how could Lois handle the load? Wouldn't that just rip her guts apart and, like, shoot through her head? Or I, I I mean like like I does does Superman have to jerk off into a, a, a cup made of Krypton, but wouldn't that then just kill his jizz? I mean you gotta think that thing is coming out like a twelve gauge shotgun blast. Well, let's suspend our disbeliefs because well we can't make anything sexual until we talk about the child, Jonathan. And now he is bisexual. What, is he fucking Robin? Come on. They said the idea of replacing Clark Kent with another straight white savior felt like a missed opportunity. Come on. Ogre says, look up in the sky. It's a flamingo. It's a plane. It's super pandering, non-organically progressed, super gay lad. Why are we doing this? By the way, here's my big question here. (laughs) Rat Burger says, who's surprised? We all know Superman and Batman are both into tag-teaming Robin Lois just as they're to make Superman uh, look like Super Woman. Man, this is just, look, why do we have to know the sexual habitats of made-up characters? You're on the air. Who's this? Arnie, it's Chris. Hey, what's up, buddy? I had to call in for this one. Are, are you? Like, I cannot believe that they're doing this. You know what? Why? Why did they stop at bisexual? Why isn't he a transsexual black person with bright pink hair? You know, he's having sex with uh, with freaking everybody with Elastic Man and stuff. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, like this is the thing. I just put the story up. You can you can download the story now on the Mixer page. Why is it that these made-up characters, these fictitious characters, first of all, 
Why do they have to have any kind of sexual component whatsoever? I thought comic book. I understand that adults read comic books, but it's a throwback to our youth. Yeah. As kids, we didn't go around going, man, I hope Superman's fucking tagging Lois in the ass. We no, cared about we, him. We, just, we, we so, would just talk about it, like joking around, yeah. but we never expected it to be in the actual books. No, we wanted him to stop, stop Lex Luthor. That's right. what we wanted. We wanted... We didn't want the the tar flavored fucking you know uh, kryptonite that that Richard Pryor made. Do you think the new Superman talks with like a really gay lisp? I hope like he so. Shows up and he's like, "Hey, Lexi Thor, hey, you know, hey, citizen, how are you?" I, I mean, this is <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. It's it's pathetic. It's, oh my fucking god! We I already have a gay superhero. His name is Hawkman. Hawkman is gay. Any anybody who has to be Hawkman and then has a plane, I still oh have not God. understood why does Hawkman have a plane? <laughs> All right, I gotta go. All right, buddy, have a good one. Oh my God. Uh, I, huh? Just stop! Stop! I read that they're bringing back Gleek as a transgendered monkey who has dyed purple hair, nose rings, and horn rim glasses with superpowers is protesting in the name of wokeness. Wonder Twins outpower activate. I hated Gleek. Gleek sucked. Oh, and let me just say this right now. Get ready because that's not the dumbest story I have. No, 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 no. This next one could be the dumbest thing I have ever read in my entire life. Are you ready? Let me read the headline first. Demi Lovato says the alien is offensive when referring to extraterrestrials. One more time. Demi Lovato says alien is offensive when referring to extraterrestrials. (laughs) Demi Lovato uh, said that we should retire the term alien when referring to extraterrestrials, seriously. The pop star made this bizarre plea to us Earthlings during an interview with Australian outlet Pedestrian.tv, in which they say the term alien itself is offensive, even as it pertains to actual would-be aliens from outer space. The context here is Demi is plugging this new Peacock special called Unidentified, where they and their pals go looking for proof of Martians and seem to find nothing. Uh, she says, I really think that if there's anything out there, they would want to do, want to do that to us. I would happen by now. But I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. Huh? Who? Did you fucking ask? Did you did you call up Space Force? 
and go, hey, uh, if y'all are looking for ETs or extraterrestrials, don't call them aliens no more. They don't seem to like that. Hey, Demi Lovato, as Alicia says, can she just go away? Hey, Demi Lovato, shut the fuck up. You have lost your ever-loving fucking mind. Uh, I saw that and I thought it was an article from Babylon or The Onion. She is dumb as fuck. No, this is this is this was uh, on a, a TV show. She said it. Debbie's demanding that we nix the term, one that's been used for at least a century. No word on if aliens have something to say about it themselves. Yes, we're still listening, y'all. Uh, please. Oh, oh, is this the show? Oh, here we go. Here, here's dummy. In Joshua Tree. It was this bright light. It kind of moved in like these weird ways. Yes, that that's a, a laser pointer, move. stupid. My goal is to find out what really happened. I'm Demi Lovato, singer, activist, and UFO experiencer. I'm hitting the road with my best friend, Matthew, and my sister, Dallas. Say hi to Night Vision. Hi, Night Vision. <laughs> to investigate the unexplained and the un- can, can, can I, can, can, can we just, just enough with her? Just, just, just stop. Just, just, honey, just stop. <laughs> Rapperger says, wait till they ask Jason Moe to reprise his role as Aquaman. Aqua they. <laughs> Aqua they. <laughs> and people want to legalize hard drugs. Let Lovato be the poster child for legal heroin. Make sure she mentions her conversations with aliens. Ah, now Ratburger, it's extraterrestrials. Uh, and the comment section is pure gold. Okay. Did an alien tell her that it was offensive? I think she's hitting the pipe a little bit too hard. This gal is nuttier than squirrel shit at Thanksgiving, man. I mean, goddamn. Uh, yes, we need to retire the word aliens because that is an offensive term. I, I, I'd I like to look this up real quick. Let, let's see. A-L- aliens. Oh, I don't want the movie. I, I Aliens. A- alien definition. Uh. This says, belonging to a foreign country or nation. A foreigner, especially one of who is not naturalized citizen of the country where they are living, i.e., an illegal alien. Remember, we got to call them undocumented workers. I, I, just stop. Just, just stop. Stop it. You weren't actually supposed to say hello to the night vision, stupid. <laughs> Dummy. Oh, my God. This bitch is cooked. She ain't the only one, though. Uh, all right, here we go. Another story. Fantastic shit here. Good old Yeezy is upset. 
By the way, did everybody see Tom Cruise at the, the, the Dodgers-Giants game the other night? What has happened to his face? He's all puffy now. He looks all fucking weird now. That isn't, that isn't even the story. I just saw a picture of it. He looks really bad. Kanye West was not laughing at Saturday Night Live joke that writers wanted to include on the program. Uh, not to joke about an old tweet calling Chris Jenner a white supremacist. However, multiple SNL insiders are now calling those claims bunk. West posted in a tweet last summer while he was battling bipolar disorder, white supremacy at its highest, no cap. SNL writers allegedly wanted to reference the tweet in a People's Court sketch, which featured Kardashian playing her sister, Courtney. Originally, the People's Court sketch had more aggressive tweets Kanye had posted. The writers wanted to include some from last summer, calling Kim and Chris white supremacists. Can Kanye just, look, I think Kanye needs to hook up with Demi Lovato. I think that would be a match made in heaven. That they, they, would, they would be able to share all kinds of fucking jello cups and everything at the insane asylum together. I think that would be a perfect venue for both of them. Demi, Demi looks, well, in the same ballpark as Kim, and, and, and she's crazy as her. This is just, this is insanity. Yeah, you can't use those jokes. Shut up, Kanye. Hey, hey Kanye, why don't you become relevant again? And, and by the way, when she came out and, and she said in her monologue that she married the world's greatest rapper, Uh, uh, did you forget about Eminem? How about even Jay-Z? I'm not a big Jay-Z fan, but Jay-Z, maybe Biggie. How about Tupac? Um, who else? DMX. How about Run DMC? Eric B. and Rakim? I would put, I, I will say this. I'm not a big connoisseur of today's rap music especially all this mumble shit that's out there. But I will go one further. If I had to pick one rap song to listen to ever, and and I had to pick between anything from Kanye West or this song, I would choose this rapper right here. That's right, I'm saying it right here, right now. Call me out if you want. Vanilla Ice, better rapper than Kanye. Let's kick it. Kanye is not the world's greatest rapper, Kim. <laughs> Stinkfist says, don't forget Lil Wayne. Don't forget anybody. I put almost anybody ahead of him except the Migos because they're that mumble shit. It, it, 
What the actual shit? My 21-year-old's vanilla ice is pretty fire. Goddamn right he is. Hell yeah, Ice Ice Baby, that song's still fucking crunked, as they would say in the clubs. All right. Moving on. What one do I do? g Easy is easily better than Kanye, and g Easy is high all the time. <laughs> Most of these rappers are. Uh, all right. Katie Couric, remember her? America's sweetheart, Katie Couric. Nobody likes this bitch anymore. She hosted the Today Show forever, and then she went did the CBS Evening News and completely ruined their whole news division because they lost so much money. She has now been banned. How great is that? They have banned Katie Couric from something. She has been banned from promoting her own book on CBS. She got interviewed by Gail King, and they dumped the interview. The book has sparked outrage among people who have seen the manuscript, one saying that it should be called Burning Bridges by Katie Couric. By Katie Couric, I'm sorry. In one part of the book, she criticized CBS and mocks former CEO Les Moonves' bad breath. Oh, I hate Katie Couric so much. She's not attractive. There's always been something off about her. And now she wants to she wants to come back and, and, and peddle her wares there after shitting all over them. Yeah, that's not a good idea. That'd be like me going on a, a show that I used to be on promoting my next stand-up show. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to let that happen, Katie. You dummy. Greatest rapper is E-40. Ugh, biatch. All right. Hey, I, I, whatever. I'm just saying that, that Kim Kardashian came out and said that Kanye West was the world's greatest rapper. And I'm here to tell you, she is wrong. Katie Couric, she's another shithead. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at this entertainment page right here. By the way, uh, Thursday night, going to see the new Halloween movie. Very, very excited. Hopefully they kill off Michael Myers this time. I don't know if they will or not, but we'll see. God damn it. I can't make this stuff up. So Madonna's been in the news a lot lately because she was just on Jimmy Fallon. And she was acting all Madonna-esque. And then I guess she went through the streets of Harlem at 2 o'clock in the morning singing like like a prayer. I tell you what, Madonna is starting to age poorly. I mean, she's not looking good in the skimpy outfit she wears. And now her daughter, Lourdes, who is who is, is she she's bitten from the ugly uh, the, the ugly uh, apple pile. She's starting to kind of go downhill. She was at the Met Gala recently, and this gal's always had fucking crazy eyebrows. Well, now it's gone a little bit further. Here you go. I'll post the pictures up here for you to see. There it is. 
Uh, yeah, she's got hairy underarms. Uh, it, 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 no, uh-uh, no. Hairy underarms are a no-go on chicks. We don't live in France. This ain't Europe. You live in America and you're a hot chick and you're going to wear a fucking gown like that? Jesus Christ, she needs a fucking, she needs clippers to clip that shit. That looks like she's got buckwheat in a fucking headlock. Come on, girl. You, you can't have hairy armpits. Uh, the the mirror sent her a message that said, what you're doing is stripping power off the patriarchy. It never comes without punishment. But when strong women like you take the lead, it inspires many to follow. You're the queen and a beautiful one, too. Well, let, let me just, uh, let me, uh, let me retort. And to the uh, mirror, I, I, I guess they're the ones that sent them that. Uh, so shut up, bitch. How about this? You shut your face. If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. Come on. Now, now look, the, the, and, and by the way, by the way, this ain't like a couple days, like, like 5 o'clock shadow growth. I understand, ladies, that sometimes y'all have stuff that comes up. She has fucking more underarm hair than I have. That that's disgusting. That that's nasty. I mean, her big bushy eyebrows are one thing, but a twenty-four-year-old girl that looks like she could play in the NBA, fucking nasty. Come on, Mike D says copying her nasty mom from decades ago. Oh, God, then she takes a picture where she's raising her arm and showing it off. Come on. No. Halsey has hairy armpits, too? Come on. Halsey's way too good looking for that. Dude, stop that. Stop that insanity. Gross. Does that does that mean that she lets hair grow in other spots too? I I, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about her big seventies fucking jungle vibe she's probably got going down there. She's probably got dreadlocks growing. This is extremely sexist of you. Thank you for noticing, Addict to Brian. I appreciate that. I'm just saying what hey, I'm just saying it's gross. I'm a guy, and I think it's gross. If this is a way for you gals to be empowered, more power to you. But let me just say, yuck. I remember Vanna White had hairy armpits, too, in her Playboy thing way back in the day. Gross. I ain't just putting her down because she's Madonna's kid. That's just nasty. She looks like the crying game. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I got two more stories for you. Speaking of Halsey, if you all want to see her naked, her movie is on HBO uh, Max right now. Lots of naked Halsey in it. Okay. Does that mean lots of naked underarm hair Paul Halsey? 
I've never heard of this. This is this is this is one of the funniest stories I've ever seen. Does the name Mike Lindell mean anything to anybody? Mike Lindell. The founder and CEO of MyPillow. Remember this guy, the super trumper? This week, he was inducted into the Roaring Lambs Hall of Fame. Now, what is the Roaring Lambs Hall of Fame? Well, it pretty much is the Christian Hall of Fame. Now, I did not realize that Christianity had a Hall of Fame. You see... Welcome, uh, welcome to this year's Roaring Lambs, a.k.a. the Christianity Hall of Fame. Who goes in said Hall of Fame? I mean, I mean let's think about it. You, you probably put uh, Mother Teresa in there, right? Jesus is going to be probably in there. I mean, he is the namesake after all. But a, a regular guy from Minnesota who creates pillows is now in the Christian Hall of Fame. I mean, I didn't see him, like, you know, to, to, to part a Red Sea. Moses might be in there. I know he's, he's Jewish, but it, maybe. Doesn't it take a great act to get into the Christian Hall of Fame? Not just inventing a pillow that's comfortable. Uh, a critic of the 2020 elections and big tech censorship, Lindell, has been unabashed Christian evangelist in the media. The executive director of the Hall of Fame said the award celebrates honorees who use their respective platforms to boldly change, change the culture by the way they operate their organizations and conduct their daily lives. So, like, like you, you'd have to have, well, Jimmy Swagger can't be in there because he sinned. Oral Roberts, is he going to go in there? Any kind of faith healers? Benny Hinn? I, w- I would put Benny Hinn in there because that man can heal you with his fucking jacket. Who else we got? Joel Osteen. Is Joel Osteen going to be in there anytime soon? That charlatan. Father Mukahi from Mass, he's in there. <laughs> I think it's his story, too. He has a huge drug. He was a huge drug addict, but changed his life around with God's help and became rich. Oh, man. $5 a month gets you a, na- a monthly newsletter from Jesus. 10 bucks gets you an automated phone call <laughs> from God. One million gets you into the Hall of Fame. By the way, please make your payments to God, P.O. Box 666, Clearwater, Florida. Oh, my God. That's too much. Scott, I don't think you have to have a megachurch or be a televangelist to do it. I mean, he's he is kind of a televangelist. You know, he is 
Every time he comes in, that do you remember the ads they used to do for this fucking pillow where he'd look at the people in the mirror and he'd have that big giant cross on? And hey, I'm not, I'm not calling him out for his Christian beliefs. I think that's great. I'm a Christian, you know, whatever. I I just think it's weird that there's a Christian Hall of Fame. And now, can you see this, the Chicago Bulls guy doing that? And now, ladies and gentlemen, and now, your starting lineup for the Christians. It starts to all make sense. We have from, from Egypt, he led his people through the desert. Moses! At guard, he hung for your sins. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, Jesus Christ! Our next starter made pillows. <laughs> Mike Lindell. Chirp, 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 chirp. Or, or is he, is he kind of like the sixth man? He's on the bench. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell for that. I don't care. A Christian Hall of Fame. Oh, God. Damn it. That's just too much, man. You can't. No, no Christian Hall of Fame. All right. Final story today. Oh, they took the video. Oh, God damn it. They took the video down from this page. Oh, I had the video for this, but they've taken it down. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. The video's playing right here. Hold on. Let's see. Okay, this is about an 80... This is about a mom who's about to take a, a bungee jump, it looks like. Sleeping <laughs> uh, a free-flying cord. Oh, dear God. She just jumped off. Holy shit. All right, so this happened. Uh, despite the ongoing medical measures, uh, Texas patient, area homeowners, shut up, if you have dickhead. a power meter like this on the side of your, I don't want anything to do with you. This is a story about Yevgenia Lightangaya, 33. She's she's standing on top of a hotel roof, getting ready to partake in rope free flying. It's bungee like. Started in California's Yosemite National Park in the 90s. A man can be heard saying, I love you off camera, as she was reportedly experienced jumper, has the safety harness on. The hair-raising hair feet goes horribly awry. <laughs> That's an understatement. When she crashes to the ground with a sickening thug, as horrified onlookers, including a friend, were slated to jump after her. Before the ill-fated jump, she and a friend reportedly posted a live it up and we're going to fly on social media. Oh, my God. That is just too good. She fell 82 feet to the ground and was dragged 12 feet sideways into a wall. She was rushed to the hospital too late. She leaves three sons 
Come on, man. How do you jump off the side of a damn building? And no Kirk Cameron. Yeah, Kirk Cameron will be all, on the other side of Mike Lindell in the Christian Hall of Fame starting lineup. He was once a player on television. Now he's a man of God. Kirk Cameron! By the way, where are the Duck Dynasty people in this, this, this Christian Hall of Fame? Come on. All right, that's going to do it for me today. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, please remember that every room is better. Why? Because you're in there, and to the guy, Ben, who wrote earlier, you're not going to like this, but uh, adios, everybody. Life's tough. When you die, there ain't no rhyme or reason why It comes right at you, see you do what you do Love's great, until it's not hearts break But the world don't stop when it rains, man, it pours You can't change the course, you can wish on a star But if it ain't in the cars, let it go Sometimes you gotta let it go Landing on a wash on under the bridge Blow it a kiss, give it a rest Cause it is what it is, time flies While you save it all up But someday, this'll all be dust It's all just stuck, it ain't never enough Take it with you So you might as well Just let it go Yeah, you really ought to let it go Let it all wash on under the bridge Blow it a kiss Give it a rest Cause it is what it is You never know What's waiting just up the road Sooner or later that sun's gonna shine Luck will turn on the dime So when the good times roll, let them roll But when they don't, let it go Move on, keep moving till you see the light The one that you've been waiting on Shining bright in the night Saying, hey there, friend, where the hell have you been?
the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.